0: The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome,
1: Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg. This is the post-draft show, and boy, this is the best draft I've felt in a decade. Fo show. We're going to hit on that and more here on Show 407. All right. Raider Nation on today's show, we will have. Huge rally to keep the Raiders in Oakland by Dr. Death. We'll hit on that. London calling. Yes, London's calling. And you better answer the damn phone because you get on a plane and get your ass over to Wembley and support the silver and black. Going to hit a little bit on that trip. And of course, we're going to hit on the draft. There's a lot more to it than just pulling a name out of a hat. That's for sure. Best draft in a decade. There's no doubt in my mind. That and the bone line should wrap up the show. So, let's roll out. Raider fans rally to keep the Raiders here in Oakland. That's right, on May 10th, Dr. Death and a group of many supporters in Alameda waving signs and telling Mark Davis, we want the Raiders to stay in Oakland. You know, this isn't the first time this kind of thing has happened. I believe the momentum is going to pick up and more of these will be scheduled because the city of Oakland is inept. It's been inept and it continues to be a black hole, literally, The effort by the fans is tremendous. The passion, the willingness to work is all there. But the city, the mayor, the city council, they are all sitting on their ass. And they're waiting for something. And I don't know what. I know it's not the Prince of Dubai, that's for sure, to come and rescue them. This city better get up and get on it and get things going because if they do not, they will not only lose face, they will lose a great organization that pays millions of dollars in taxes and revenue to the city of Oakland keeping people there at work. The buffoons in Oakland government are short-sighted to the bone. Personally, I think that asking the city is over. I think telling the damn city it's time to tell them to get on it or get off it. They've had ample time to make these adjustments. They have ample time for all the discussion. They have tabled this far too many times. So the Raiders uh, selected some season ticket holders and had them answer these questions. They were questions about the Coliseum. They were questions about the new proposed Coliseum City. It was a long, long discussion um, about the, how the city of Oakland has reacted over the years. I mean, it was a great survey. It was a personal survey. wasn't a computer survey. And I took it. And what I, I gleaned from it was that we're all feeling about the same way. We're feeling about the the crappers in the parking lot. Not enough about the lack of food as far as quality food at the Coliseum is a joke. Now, that's not run by the Raiders. That's run by the city of Oakland. What a frickin' surprise. They contract the the concessions, which suck ass. You know, there's money going somewhere because the food sucks, uh, you know, and that's just one of many issues that I have with the Coliseum, the main thing is, you know, the city of Oakland has seen this. <laughs> it's been pushed and pushed and pushed away. All the issues with the Coliseum, all the issues of the Raiders, are they seem to be very contentious. And it's bullshit. This is a win-win for the city and the team if the city would get off their ass and do something. I'm not going to cow to them. I mean, I'm not asking the city. I'm telling them. They better get their shit straight and get it together because the ball is clearly and has been clearly in their court. The Oakland Raiders want to stay in Oakland. They are looking for any viable solution. I mean, anyone. They're not asking for another Mount Davis They're not asking for the moon. They're asking for some cooperation and some effort, for crying out loud. And here, again, the city is doing what they've done before, the two-step shuffle, and let's put it down under the carpet. Hopefully nobody will see the humongous lump that's in the middle of the rug. And they got to give kudos to Dr. Death and company I mean, he seems to be the spearhead of this uh, the drive. I think his spearhead needs to go right through Gene Kwan's head (laughs) because she is a loser. But I got to give the guy kudos. Kudos to all the Raider Nation that showed up there on the 10th. It was a big rally and noticed, by the way. Uh, So keep doing what you're doing, the Raider Nation, because it's just going to get bigger. I want to keep the Raiders in Oakland. You should, too. Stay tuned. Get on Dr. Desk's uh, Facebook. Check it out. He's got a lot of stuff on there. And be involved, people. And that is all I have to say about that.
2: London calling to the faraway towns. Now war is declared and battle come down. London calling to the underdogs. Boys
1: and girls. All right, Raider Nation London is calling September 28th. You better get your ass together, get your passport. It's complicated, faux show, sure, but it's an event that you do not want to miss. Raiders Dolphins at Wembley. Going to be an opportunity to see our new team in action. You got to be there. So check it out. There's so many things going on. The epic party there in London. Friday night, that's right, Friday night at the number one sports bar. That's all I'm talking about. Check it out at silverandblackuk.com. All the details are there. Buy the tickets. There'll be a brunch on Sunday. Not too sure about those details, but I will get them to y'all way before the game. Get your ass in a seat at Wembley. You will not regret it. Trust me on this one. The Raider Nation is huge in Europe, man. It is mind-blowing. You're going to be blown away if you go on this trip on how many Raider fans are going to be up in the house. Now there'll be Charger fans and Baltimore fans. There'll be all kinds of different fans at the game because these people don't get to see football like we do every Sunday and Thursday and Monday for crying out loud. They don't get to see it in person. They don't get to experience what it's like to be in the seat of a stadium where the crowd's roaring for your team. The Europeans love football, and they're going to see it live, a Nation, in hand, in London. Get your ass together. Get you a passport. Get you a ticket. And get over there by any means possible. You do not want to miss this epic trip. Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider, is crusading this crusade uh, for the nation. So check out his Facebook page as well. There's a lot going on, and you do not want to miss out on this freaking trip, because if you do, you're going to be sorry, fo' show. before I get into the draft, let me just say there are many, many booster clubs across the country. I mean, there's a bunch of them. And all summer long, they have events that earn money, that uh, build up funds for their clubs, and they're out there. And I want you guys to pay close attention. Look at your Facebook. Get on some of these Raider blogs. I'm going to try to announce as many of them as I can. There's a bonfire in Southern California at Bolsa Chica Beach they have every year. Raider Mystic and the Bend, Oregon Raider Nation up there in the great white north. (laughs) Don't mean that as a bad thing, but uh, they have events going on all the time. Check them out. They're a very active group. So if you're living somewhere, and I mean anywhere, there's a Raider Booster Club near you. If it ain't near you, it's close enough to drive to. Get on the internet, hook up, see what's happening This is a great time to get connected to the Raider Nation. Get yourself into a club, folks. There ain't nothing like it. And you get together and you you have trips. Talk about the Raiders. I mean, come on, man. It's the best. Hey, I'm feeling a draft, a damn good draft, that's for sure, best of a the decade, there is no doubt in my mind.
0: With the fifth pick in the 2014 NFL Draft, the Oakland Raiders select Khalil Mack. With
1: all the speculation and anticipation of the 2014 Raiders draft, we were all surprised, including me especially, that we didn't train down. I'm sure they had some offers, but thankfully, thank goodness that Reggie stood his ground and didn't take some greasy, cheesy deal uh, that some other team was trying to hand him, literally like last
0: season six foot two and a half 251 pounds he ran 4.65 but he's faster than that his game tape against Ohio State was the single best game tape I've ever seen against Ohio State by any player he comes off the edge he plays with intensity, he plays with energy, and I think he's going to be an all-pro, Mooch. I do too, and, and you know, Reggie McKenzie has had a very busy offseason signing free agent acquisitions
3: left
1: and right, and now you add arguably the best or second best defensive player in this draft to your team. I know Jason Tarver is elated right now because he's a creative guy. He will find ways to use this guy as not only a pass rusher, which he does best, but in coverage and, and a disrupt player from Buffalo. Nice pick by the Raiders. He stood his ground. He said what he wanted. He didn't get what he wanted, so he went ahead and picked the guys that were there on the board. Best damn thing that could happen to this team. In a surprising move to me. I mean, I was sure that he wanted to trade down for more picks, but I think that the other GMs are thinking he's some kind of a chump, trying to give him some short deals. I'm glad he stood his ground. He manned up and picked the board just like he should have last year. But I don't want to talk about any other draft. I don't want to talk about the past. I don't want to talk about the coaching. I want to talk about anything that has happened before this draft. Because now this team has the tools to go forward. It has the personnel and the talent Go to the next level for sure, just have to see him do it. So let's look at the talent we picked up, man. I am pumped, Khalil Mack. Yes,
4: sir. There we are. How are you, Khalil? Greg Papa. I'm the voice of the Oakland Raiders, and John Middlecoff is alongside. Congratulations. Tell me about uh, being drafted by the Raiders at number five today.
5: Hey, man, I'm extremely blessed to be a part of the Oakland Raiders, man. This is a dream come true, man. Um. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to put on that black and silver, man. You
4: know, I, I heard you talking this morning and that you said, if I'm not taken by about five, I'm going to start getting worried. So did you have any inkling that you wouldn't go past five? And if you were still on the board at five, Reggie McKenzie was going to take you?
5: Um, in a sense, uh, we had a, we had an idea of what may happen. And um, I knew that five and six, I start getting a little worried, man. So, uh uh, it worked out, and uh, uh, the, 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 the damage is done, and I'm ready to go.
1: Khalil, correct me if I'm wrong, but you only had one other scholarship offer coming out of high school, and that was Liberty, and now you go number five to arguably the most storied franchise in the history of the NFL. I mean, are you even able to talk right
6: now? Your excitement <laughs> level must just be through the roof.
5: Yeah, listen, this is a dream come true, man. I'm so excited, man. It's- it's so surreal, man. Um, I don't even know. I can't even fathom what's getting ready to happen, but uh, I'm ready, man. I'm ready, and I, I I can't wait to play football, man.
4: Yeah. What, 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 in the Raider Nation, they're here. We're having a draft day party. And they're excited to have you. Uh, was Turner Gill your head coach there when you were a young guy, or was Turner already gone?
5: No, Turner Gill was. My, he, my head coach, he recruited me. Yeah.
4: Tell me about playing for him, because I am from Buffalo. And that program, the UB Bulls, were nothing forever. And Turner Gill was the guy that was able to really put that program on the map. Tell me about playing for Turner Gill, Khalil.
5: Man, it was uh, it was a <laughs> it was a joy. It was a joy to be on him and that coaching staff. Um, and then, then that was the coaching staff that brought me to Buffalo. So they they had to be doing something right. And uh, I'm I, I wanted to go in there and make the most of my opportunity, and they gave me that opportunity. And um, now I'm here.
6: Khalil, I know you met with Dennis Allen and Jason Tarver, the defensive coordinator at Oakland, and I'm
1: pretty sure you came to Oakland for a, uh, for a visit. What did they talk to you about ultimately playing in this defense?
5: That's the crazy part, man. I did not go to Oakland for a visit. Wow. This would be my first time going to Oakland in a little bit. So it was, it was, that was very, very high. But you even then, California? Uh, that's the draft for you, man. You never know.
4: Have you been to California before?
5: Never been to Cali, man. Never. Never been to Cali. I'll
4: show you around. They got some great chicken wing spots out here. It's not like duffs or the anchor bar, Khalil, but you'll love it.
5: Hey man. Uh, hopefully,
7: man. Hopefully.
4: Hey, I gotta ask you, cause uh Justin Tuck, what are they what does he call his face mask with the uh, he has that he has a face mask like you wear. So you're gonna yeah. have to vie for that. What's the face mask you wear here? Is guys poking you in the eye or something? Why do you wear that thing? <laughs>
5: That, that 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 is called protection, uh, <laughs> as well as search and destroy. <laughs> but even then, uh, yeah, man, it gives you room to play fast and 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 guys on the offensive line. They they get away with grabbing your face mask from time to time, and that that's what that face mask does for me. Um, from that standpoint, they can't get those little fingers in there and, and rip your head down.
1: Khalil, we have all of Raider
8: Nation, Raider Nation listening right now. Give us the scouting report on yourself.
5: You have a guy that likes to play fast, play physical. Um, a guy that likes to make plays. Um, a guy that, that that plays well under pressure, and a guy that that's a great teammate as well as a. Uh, I'm a solid guy, and uh, I'm ready to come in and work. But as well as you, I'm a raw talent still. I have to get better, and I'm looking forward to the challenge and being under the wing of, of, of some of the best defensive players that have that, that played the game. Um, like, like, uh Justin the, the Tucker and Lamar Willie. Um, yeah, it's going to be a blessing, man, and I can't wait.
4: Yeah, you obviously have uh, power to rush the quarterback. What, what impressed me was your ability also to drop back into coverage and, and cover, and there some good tight ends in the AFC West that you're going to have to deal with. So uh, how much did Buffalo utilize you dropping back into coverage and not coming to get the quarterback?
5: They dropped me back enough, man. Um, but even then, uh, Coach had my mindset was to uh, make sure I didn't get the quarterback any time, and uh, I tried to make sure the quarterback was didn't pat the ball for too long, in a sense, and um, yeah. Uh, but even then, I, I could get back and, 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 and get my hands up and, and try to intercept some some balls. So there was a lot of things that they did to manipulate the offense, especially when they used different double team sets and different different uh, motion motion sets and different uh, schemes to keep me away from the quarterback. Uh, they dropped me out, and I got my hands up and having to take a couple of them to the crib.
4: Yeah, you did. I saw them both. Uh, you look. You run like a running back after you catch the ball. The one you had against Ohio State was unbelievable. They threw a quick screen your side, and you the end was trying to cut you. Attack yeah. was trying to cut you, and you just got off of that and ran back. Uh, the question I would have for you is the level of competition coming from the MAC into the NFL. Did you notice it that day when you went to Columbus that the Buckeye players were so much better than the players you typically play against, and how is that going to prepare you to play in the NFL every Sunday, Khalil?
5: That's the funny thing about it. Uh, I wanted to go out and dominate every game. Um, I didn't care if it was a drop-off in competition, but even then, um, I I didn't feel like it was too much of a change in competition. That's what people don't understand. Uh, The MAC Conference is just as good as any other conference, but it's about the depth of those teams. I feel like those other teams have a lot of good guys, so it it puts pressure on the starters of the other small schools that uh they have to stay on the field. And um, that's what that that's what it ultimately comes down to when you plan in uh playing the MAC Conference versus uh, uh Ohio State conference and all those big twelve and big ten schools so that's, that's the only thing that's the only difference and that's the way I feel especially when it comes down to it.
4: Yeah. We gotta get you a new number. What number you wanna wear? You can't wear forty six playing linebacker in this league, Khalil. What, what what number are you gonna ask for from Bobby Romansky?
5: man well who knows whatever whatever, whatever they give me, they give me I, I accept it as my own man and keep it moving man i'm done with buffalo i'm done with 46 it's time to grow up and um, move on and, and and it's another chapter man and i want to keep getting better uh improve myself and, and be a complete player and uh yeah i'm excited
4: khalil welcome to the raider nation when are you flying out we're gonna see you tomorrow
5: that's what I'm trying to figure out right now. I gotta go, I gotta figure out
9: what's going on. Have they talked to you about where
0: specifically they want to use you? Left side, weak side, strong side, hand down? How much do you, do you expect to play uh, with your hand on the ground in this defense? That's the thing.
5: Uh, we discussed a little bit of that. They they discussed said, man down uh, they, they they discussed
10: playing a little outside linebacker. And uh, yeah, man, I'm ready. Man, I'm ready to go play football.
8: Dennis Allen compared your skill set to Vaughn Miller, who he coached in Denver. Was that brought up in your conversation that he could, he could use you that way?
10: Oh, in a sense, it wasn't that kind of conversation. But even then, they was along the lines of me being a player that can make an impact. You talked about dastiness earlier. Now,
11: which would you prefer, hitting a quarterback or hitting a running back? Let the quarterback have the
2: ball? <laughs> 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 hey,
5: uh, I want to go get the ball out of his hand. He's not holding it tight. I'm almost going to be smart about the situation, but I wouldn't mind blowing both of them up. <laughs>
12: Hello Raider Nation. I'm Jeanette Thompson. here with the Raiders' first round draft selection linebacker Khalil Mack, welcome to the Oakland Raiders.
13: Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I can't wait, Raider Nation.
12: I think I need to say welcome to California. It's, it's your nice. first time to California. You brought your family out with yeah. you. Are you ready for the big move?
13: I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm excited. Uh, they say it's a lot like Florida, but a little better.
12: it is not quite as hot it's a little longer to the beach but I think you'll still be all right
13: exactly exactly.
12: (laughs) (laughs) well you have new teammates now folks like Justin Tuck Lamar Woodley Mm -hmm. have you given thought to what it's going to be like to play alongside of those men I mean to call them teammates
13: no doubt Um, it's exciting especially knowing that you can learn from those guys and um, that's what I'm looking forward to doing and getting better under that wing
12: You're going to be putting on the silver and black. Did you think about that, and have you decided on a number? I mean, uh, I guess 46 may not be something we can carry over into the NFL, so have you thought about that at all?
13: Uh, Yeah, the silver and black. uh, I'm looking forward to it. I told uh, my man Reggie just now I was leaning towards 52. So we'll see what happens.
12: Now, your story is a little bit like a fairy tale, at least I think so. I mean, literally from not being sought out a whole lot in college Mm -hmm. um, or during your high school career going into college, Mm -hmm. you played for Buffalo, Mm -hmm. and then you end up being drafted in the top five, and Mm -hmm. now you're an Oakland Raider. Does Does the story seem as extreme to you as it does to all of us?
13: not too much it doesn't seem extreme to me uh just because i know how hard i work right. and um how blessed i am and god has been good and showed me a lot of favor and um i'm excited i can't do that but be excited and just live in the moment
12: you said a lot about wanting to be able to show the things you've been talking about and to prove to everyone the skill set that you have how excited and anxious are you to get onto the field
13: i'm very excited uh I just can't wait to be a football player again. Um, I've been doing a lot of talking these past three months. And so uh, I'm ready to just put on pads and start hitting people.
12: So any message for the Raider Nation out there? I mean, of course, we're we're hanging on every word right now because you're our number one selection. What do you want the Raider Nation and the fans to know?
13: I want them to know that, again, a hard worker. uh, And I'm ready to go out and uh, give my all. And uh, I'm ready. And I'm excited.
12: All right, Raider Nation, this is the Raiders' number one draft selection for the first round. This is Khalil Mack, linebacker for the Oakland Raiders. For the first
1: time in over a decade, we have a draft full of possibilities. A draft full of upside more so than downside. A draft full of talent and possibilities other than question marks and ifs, ands, buts, or whats, I'm liking who we picked. And really, it's a crapshoot anyway. On a good day, on a great day, you might get one or two guys. And this particular draft feels good to me in all aspects. And it, if we don't have things turn out, it wasn't because we didn't do our due diligence and we didn't try to pick the right guys. Hey man, I am pumped about all our picks, even the unrestricted free agents. Hey man, we did our homework. This team did a great job, and Reggie gets an A plus. I mean, hey, fuck all these, you know, grading. The Raiders got a B minus, the C minus. They don't know shit because they're not Raider fans. <laughs> Reggie gets an A plus for this draft in my book brothers so with the first pick of the 2014 NFL draft the Raiders choose one of the best players on everyone's board Khalil Mack linebacker from Buffalo now yes he came from a small school and yada 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 it doesn't matter to me all the negatives the positives are what I'm looking at
7: off the field, he's, he's, he's A-1. I mean, there's no issues with him at all. We spent a lot of time with him at the combine. I spent time with him at his pro day. Um, so we got to know him really well. We talked to a lot of people uh, close to him. So we felt like we knew the kid very well.
6: When we started this process, we were totally clear on the fact that we wanted to add some impact players to our football team. Uh, this is an impact player. Uh, this guy will have an impact on our football team uh, for the 2014 season. There's no question about that. He can do everything that w- that we're going to ask him to do, and uh, so we're excited about the versatility. Uh, he's a three-down player. He's going to be able to do a lot of the things that we're going to that we're going to ask him to do, uh, and, and have a huge impact on helping this defense and getting this defense where this defense needs to be.
14: Reggie, this uh, question is for you. Uh,
3: having the background of a linebacker that you do, um, did that play any part in what you saw in Khalil Mack as a, as a standout linebacker?
7: As far as um, the way I play, or just you know the way I envision him. I mean, the the thing with Khalil, the one thing he can do is rush the passer. You know, he he plays very well on the line of scrimmage, and as far as what I look for uh, in the linebacker is the physicality. Uh, he can play strong, and he can play with good extension. Um, he uses hands. And the fact that he, he's big and he can run, it just, that just added uh, to his value. You know, he's a football player, and I think he's the total package.
6: I think he's a little bit better than Reggie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: when he got uh, you guys to number
6: five, was it clear cut that it was going to be him, or was there any given, you know, was there back and
7: forth where you guys saying it no was him or Mike Evans? Or? It was zero back and forth. We knew who he wanted.
6: Coach Allen? Absolutely. This is a guy that we targeted early in the draft process that we liked, that we wanted, and uh, to be honest with you, we feel fortunate that he was there when we got to the fifth pick. Yep.
14: Dennis, I don't want to be too specific, but is he basically slot in as the weak side linebacker or, or – Maybe even yeah, end, you know, an an end, I'm not going to really rush. get
6: into exactly you know, where he's going to play. I'll, I'll tell you this, uh, you know, he's going to obviously have a big role in what we're going to do, uh, and, and he'll be a guy that, that uh, uh, we're going to use to send after the quarterback uh, in, in a variety of different ways. He'll have his hand in the ground some, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I envision his role being very similar to what we did with Von Miller.
14: Uh, was there anything you fell – one thing in particular besides his play that you fell in love with immediately, whether it be football IQ or what have you?
6: Well, the, the first thing I fell in love with was the tape, you know, and, and I think that's probably the most important thing. But, but when you get an opportunity to sit down with a young man and visit with him uh, and find out a little bit more about what he's all about, uh, he, he's, a real man. Uh, he's a real man. He's a real man. He's a football-first guy. And uh, he's he's got tremendous work ethic, uh, and he's a team player. And those are all things that we look for uh, in adding to our football team. So this is not only a high-quality uh, football character guy, but a high-quality character guy off the field too.
14: Coach, um, how do you feel like he's going to fit into this pass rush? You obviously added guys like Tuck and Woodley and Smith and guys up front, but it seems like he can sort of be a wild card that you can kind of – Move around and, and,
6: and play with as a as a play caller. He, he's 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 a uh, he's a nice chess piece to have, and uh, you can never have enough rushers in the National Football League. Um, it, it's all about affecting the quarterback, and um, and and he certainly can do that. And when you add him into the mix with some of the guys that we were able to add this off season, uh, you know I think we've really helped out our pass rush out a lot.
7: The things that we saw, and we we stated as far as his ability. to Rest the passer, his ability to play strong at the line of scrimmage, his ability to kind of move around and do multiple things. I mean, the guy is—he got the size, he has the length, he got speed. I mean, he's—he's he's a playmaker, and we'll find a way to put him on the field and uh, get some production out of him. But we saw a lot of things, and that Ohio State game just was just the tip of the iceberg.
1: The guy is a machine. He has the body type and the length of arms and all the speed and strength you could possibly use. And he's young. The guy's just out of college. He could do nothing but get better. You know, he can split time with Kevin Burnett, which is a great linebacker. He's in the midst of a defensive squad with experience in Super Bowls, Pro Bowls. And there's nowhere but going up for this kid. The pick is great. Some people said that it it was even the best player in the draft. I don't know anything about that. All the speculation, pomp and circumstance. I know he's a solid player and a good football player. And good pick, Reggie.
0: Number two.
1: At 36, we picked up Derek frickin' Carr.
0: In the 2014 NFL Draft, the mighty Oakland Raiders select, yeah, I know you love us, Derek Carr, quarterback, Fresno State.
15: Well, there you go. As, uh, as expected, the Raiders have selected Derek Carr from down the road in Fresno.
0: Yeah, had 215 pounds, more athletic than people think. He ran a sub 4-7-40 at the Combine. A lot of teams thought he was the best pure thrower in this draft. So you want to talk about touch and accuracy. When he's protected, you can't drop it in the bucket against tight coverage any better than that. Now, against USC, he missed some throws that he usually makes. That was the only game where the front that he played against was significantly better than his front. He got hit a lot. I think he had a shoulder issue that game, so I'm going to give him a pass. But Kurt Warner, our quarterback, our Hall of Fame quarterback, Kurt, I love the way this kid throws the football. Give us your overview, please.
9: Well, I think just like you said, Mike, the most natural thrower in this draft, that that everything he does – Looks easy. What I like is that he can throw with his arm in a bunch of different positions and his body and feet moving in different directions. But with that being said, one of the biggest problems I see is that a lot of times, just like on that throw that you just showed, he doesn't step into his throws. He tries to depend too much on that gifted arm, and he misses some throws that he's got to make. So that's the one thing that he's going to have to clean up. But a natural thrower, I love the fact that they have Matt Schaub there, a veteran guy that's won in this league, that they don't have to throw him in right away. They can bring him along a little bit if they need if they need to. Uh, so I think this is a great situation, and I think it's a good pick for the Oakland Raiders.
1: Yes, a lot of people say that Derek Carr is another Tyler Wilson. That's bullshit. Derek Carr's a five-year starter. Derek Carr played in a pro-style offense. And Derek Carr put up some crazy numbers. Over 5,000 yards in passing in a season? Listen, I know the ins, the outs, the possibles, the not possibles, but look, man, we have a guy that could be the next You know, who knows what? Gannon, for crying out loud. I mean, we have a player with possibilities way more upside than downside. A lot of people saying we shouldn't have picked him in the second round. For me, and from what I've seen in the draft, this guy was the best passer. He has the best touch. And, Willie, I got to tell you myself, I picked this guy way before all this bullshit And the draft came out. I wanted Derek Carr from Fresno State. I saw him play. I think he's a great player. And uh, on Facebook, way before this whole thing started, I said, put up Derek Carr, man. I'd love to see him get picked by the Raiders somewhere. And look, they picked him at number two. Great pickup.
16: Derek Carr, the 5,000-yard, 50-touchdown passer this past season, Fresno State Bulldogs. You talked about him at the top of the show, Akbar. You love the kid.
15: Well, you know, th- this is vintage Al Davis right here. Al Davis would absolutely love this pick. A guy who can throw the ball, get that deep ball going down there. But more importantly, I mean, the guy is a gamer. He can make plays uh, when it counts. And I think the reason why you get a good value here with Derek Carr is the fact that you didn't go out there and get him in the first round. There's not all this pressure that's going to be built on him. You have He has the opportunity to get developed under a really legitimate quarterback in Matt Schaub. One of the reasons this is an excellent pick for them
9: is because he didn't reach. He waited and let the board come and come to him, and that's exactly what you're supposed to do. He has the arm. He can make the throws. He also has some athleticism, which in today's game, you got to have, especially their offensive line. They still need help there. And, and he'll be behind Schaub. He can learn from the veteran, but he also is going to bring some fresh energy and some legs to the, to the position. I think that's a nice but well, You point. said
16: it there. I think a lot of people that did not pay attention to Fresno State football did not realize how athletic Derek Carr was, and he put on a show at the Combine with his 40, with his broad, with his vertical, with all of his movement drills, uh, and certainly that may be one of the more underrated uh, parts of his, his ability to play
15: quarterback. Let me tell you what else Derek Carr is going to do as well. While Derek Carr is not ready yet to, to, to supplant uh, Matt Chop, he is going to push Matt Schopp, and we saw that with, of course, Russell Wilson and Matt Flint. And eventually he ended up beating out Matt Flint. But I think you have this is going to make the Raiders very competitive at that quarterback position. It's not going to be like there is your clear number one guy, and that's it. I don't have to worry about somebody being behind me. And the Raiders, they need that type of fight inside of the locker room.
16: Hey, uh, Matt, would you? We've heard the, the brothers campaigning that uh, David would like to go to the organization that drafts his brother, that he'd like to be a third QB, however he might. you know He still wants to play, but he said he'd like to be able to help his brother out, all that he's learned in his 13 years. Would you sign him as a third QB on a veteran's minimum salary? Does that make sense to you?
9: Uh, You wouldn't sign him just because of the sentimental part of it, that's for sure. If you think he can fit what you're doing, if he's a guy who you think is is, uh, what you're looking for in a third QB, and a lot of teams are looking for different things. Some are looking to develop young guys, Some are looking to have an older guy come along so that they can be kind of the coach. Um, And so whatever your philosophy is, if he fits that philosophy – then yeah, I don't I don't see that as a bad thing. In fact, I see it as a plus. Yeah. Well,
15: you know, and I would say that too, having had a brother that played in the league, I remember, you know, me reaching out to my brother when there was times where I, I ran into you know, uh, maybe some struggles during my playing career, I could always reach out and call my brother. I would have loved to have the opportunity to play with my brother because it not only motivates you, but it gets you out there and being competitive because brothers tend to have this competitive thing that they do throughout. I don't care. You, you get any brothers around, they're going to be competitive and you will get the best out of your draft pick by having that type of competitive insurance as your third quarterback.
8: Do you come in hoping to compete for a starting job as a rookie? Um, you know, that,
17: you know that, that's for the coaches to decide. Me, I, I'm going to be the same person every day. Uh, I'm going to come in. You know the the coaches know who they're getting. They, and I said I told them. You know that you guys. I said I appreciate you calling. You know what you're getting. And uh, you know I'm going to come in and work. I'm going to come in and compete. I'm going to come in and try and make the league better. You know I'm not a selfish guy. That's for sure. Uh, and I can't wait to get coached by those
4: coaches.
8: I think you said at the comp. I believe you said at the combine. You've been watching uh, NFL film since you were game film since you were 12. Is that an exaggeration or is that the case?
17: No, I, I don't lie. You know that, that's that's the truth. Uh, you know I really have. You know I, I've been uh, you know watching film with my brother since I was twelve. Um, you know before that was college. You know now it's you know it was NFL film when I was twelve. So you know, I was watching that with him the whole time. And uh, you know I'm so you know I'm so excited. You know that uh, you know I'll be able to be watching film uh, for for NFL team.
13: How much did
17: is watching David and seeing what David went through help prepare you for? For what you're going to go through
18: coming
17: up. Oh my goodness, it's such a blessing. You know, I learned uh, you know e- everything that you know he did right, everything that he did wrong. You know, he's told me. You know, and, uh, you know, he told me if he could, you know, do anything. You know, he hopes that he made the path smoother for me. You know, as I transition into the NFL. Hey what does it mean to be a hater? Oh my gosh! It means everything. I'm so happy. You know, my uncle was a Raider. You know, uh, you know, back, uh, you know, I can't remember when you know, off the top of my head right now, but he, he was a tight end for the Raiders when Coach Madden was a coach. Uh, you know, so uh, it's been in our blood for a while. You know, uh, you know especially being in the valley, being from Fresno, uh, there's definitely a lot of definitely a lot of Raider fans that I that I run into.
3: Derek, about the only knock I really saw on you from some of the scouts was the offense that you played in because of all the one-step drops and the real short routes. Well, what's your response to that? If you if you did hear any doubters in the, along those lines, uh, you
17: know I have no response. Um, you know I'm just really excited to get coached by these NFL uh, coaches, by Coach Flip, Coach Olson, Coach Allen. Um, you know I, I don't respond to that stuff. You know me, I just keep my head down and I work. Uh, if it works out uh you know on the field great if not i'm gonna watch the film i'm gonna correct it and i'm gonna move forward but i've dealt with too much adversity in my life with my son and in w- my family uh, to let anything that anyone has to say about me as a football player in this game uh, affect me
2: will you be okay just you know let's say if you do have to take a couple years a backseat to matt schaub are you okay with that as long as maybe you are the future of this
18: franchise
17: uh, well, you know, with them selecting me, I, I know their thoughts. You know, uh, they want me to come in, work hard, compete, um, you know, whenever I'm the quarterback. You know, great. You know, to me, uh it, it doesn't matter. You know, you could, it, it doesn't matter what, what the situation is. You know, if I'm a, a starter, if I'm a backup, um, you know, to there to learn, uh, my number one goal is to help the Raiders win. And I'm going to do that. You know, if I'm the starter, obviously on the field, I'm going to do my best, you know, to help them win. If I'm the backup, my role doesn't change. I'm still going to help the team win. How can I help shot up during a game? How can I help them? You know, can I watch the safety? Can I watch the corners? Can I tell them when they were in this front, they played this coverage? When we were in this formation, they ran this coverage, brought this blitz on this down and distance. What can I do to help? All I'm here to do in Oakland is help that team win.
1: I say he's got a great future. And he doesn't have to do anything because he's got Schaub ahead of him. He can learn. They won't just throw him to the wolves right away. In the third round, this is where Reggie made a move. And I think this is probably the smartest thing that could have happened for us. We traded with the Dolphins. We had 67. They had 81. We switched with them and picked up the fourth round pick at 116. What a deal. And we got Gabe Jackson, a humongous offensive guard, 6'3, 336 pounds. Jackson's the heaviest guard in the draft. With the 81st pick
3: in the NFL 2014 draft, the Oakland Raiders select Gabe
0: Jackson, guard, Mississippi State. It's another solid pick. Gabe Jackson is a physical. Interior offensive lineman, played guard, Mississippi State. A lot of people think he's best in the phone booth. Means that he's strong, he's tough. And Sperano
1: loves this guy. You got to love it when your lineman coach loves a guy. And he's going to be right in there with Kevin Booth, Cleve Barnes, Tony Bergstrom, who I don't know, I hope he, he ends up doing better than he did the last couple years But Gabe, probably going to take the job, all those guys, in the offense. He is a mean, big guy, just what we need in that position uh, on the offensive line. We've been talking about offensive line forever, and we're starting to address it. It's good. Uh, It's a good thing, man. Our team is looking so much better. I am so pumped. Our next pick in the fourth round we picked up the Behemoth. Justin Ellis, defensive tackle from Louisiana Tech, the beast. So Justin, did you have any uh notion that it that it might be the
3: Raiders? Were you hearing much from them leading up to the draft? Yes, um, me and Costa
10: Rica, we had a, um, when we first met we you know, we hit off pretty good. Um he kept saying how much he liked me, and you know I had a lot of interest from the from the program and whatever. So um, I did have a good um, idea of them picking me or whatever.
14: Did you come out uh, for a visit, or did they go to your pro day? When did you talk to him?
10: They they uh they came out to my pro day, and coach, we uh we just kept in contact since my pro day and stuff. And, and some some before the pro day, I met him out in the uh, senior ball and stuff too.
14: How much do you think that that your performance in the uh, East-West Shrine Game helped you?
10: It helped me a lot. That's that's one of the reasons why I think my draft stock moved up, and um, it's a blessing.
3: It seemed like an, uh, your pro day went well too. Like all of the stuff since the end of your season, elevated your stock. Did Did you find new and different ways to? to work out? I mean, did you get in better shape than you had been?
10: Yes, um, i always been a hard worker. I mean, but uh, as far as my weight, I did try to make sure I stayed consistent just so uh, the teams, you know, would know that I'm not just a guy that's going to you know, swell up on them. And, um, but other than that, I mean, I just work like I do, you know, I have a, like I've been doing all my life, and um, it just worked, it paid off.
8: What would you say your biggest strengths are?
10: Um, my power and explosiveness, my quickness off the ball.
8: You feel you, um, you can play it over the nose or a three technique or more of just you know an inside guy. What's what's your thoughts on your position?
10: I'm, I'm most definitely an inside guy, but I can play anywhere from the nose to the three technique. Anything they really want from me, I, I can play.
8: Such a, they make a real big deal here about guys that are real serious about playing, that love football, that don't have a lot of drama in their lives off the field. Does that suit? Does that kind of sum you up?
5: Yes, sir. That's,
10: that's, that's me. Most definitely, that's
3: me. Are there uh, NFL defensive tackles who you tried to pattern yourself after, or who you might compare yourself to?
10: Growing up, <laughs> uh, Warren south was my 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 idol. He was my football, um, that's the person I look up to as far as football. But, you know, lately, as far as going to the draft in the last couple of years, and um, Vince Wilford, he's, he's grown on me a lot, and uh, I like the way he played the game. And uh, um, I kind of model my game after him.
8: How appealing is it to come to a place where you'll get to work with guys like Justin Tuck and Lamar Woodley and T- Antonio Smith, I mean, veterans that have put a lot of time in in this league?
10: I'm honored to be able to work with those guys. Uh, Justin Tuck is a guy, another guy that I uh, I, th- I think is a good defensive tackle, D lineman. Period. And um, Lamar Woodley, all those guys. I thought I think they are great professional athletes, and um, I'm happy to be a part of the uh, Oakland Raiders. Uh,
18: most of the big guys wouldn't embrace the word jelly. How did you uh, get that handle, and uh, I guess you like it. Yes sir. Um, my high school coach
10: defense, my first year, uh my defense coordinator, David Taylor, he um, he <laughs> he said, oh, I'm gonna call you Jelly Bean and, and that's what that's what, that stuck to me and um everybody called me Jelly and you know, I don't have no problem with it. I actually you know, that's my name now. <laughs> I mean so I embraced it. At three hundred
1: and forty five pounds, six foot one, he is a stout defensive guy who is going to keep people from running through the middle. He's a nose tackle all day long in the, in the kind of like Pat Sims size. He's a, he's a big guy, but he's got a lot of movement. Laterally, he is on fire. Watch this kid go. He is a very, very energetic player. They had some trouble with his weight. Yes. They've been talking about how they had to keep him down, blah, 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 blah. Listen, man, man, It's all about the positives here. The guy hasn't played a snap yet, and people are giving him shit. How would you describe your
18: weight issues over the years? Has it been a problem, something that you uh, lost control of at some point, or how's that process been for you? Uh,
10: It's it's been um, a grind. I mean, because I'm a bigger guy just naturally. I'm a naturally bigger guy, so I have to – and I gain weight easily, but I also lose easily too, so my weight fluctuates, so – but at the same time, I mean, it's been a grind, but it's something that I can do. You know, I haven't lost control of it, but, you know, I have gained weight, but I also lose
3: it. What's your weight at now, and what do you think, ideally, it should be for the NFL? <clears throat> right around 346,
10: 347. Um, maybe 330.
1: He is now an Oakland Raider. I expect him to get in there and kick some ass with, look at, man, look at the people he has to learn from. Justin Tuck, Lamar Woodley, come on, man, champions all day long. These young men have a great opportunity, and so do we as a team, to get far better very quickly, I'm telling you. In the fourth round, also, pick 116, Keith McGill, cornerback, Utah. Now, listen, I am so sick and tired of picking up defensive backs. It's killing me. I say it every draft because we draft a shitload of them. But we go through them because it's hard to find that Charles Woodson. Evidently, it's hard to find a super good defensive back. Along with wide receivers, I think those are the two toughest positions to learn. It takes years, and we just have to wait until we find that one guy. That's why they get paid the big bonies. You're looking for the next Charles Woodson. Let's hope we found him in Gill. It's important that we get one soon so we don't have to draft these guys every damn year. Hey, Hev. Have- the Raiders said if they want to play you at corner, safety, a little bit of both, or
11: what? Uh, when I talked to them, they were talking more of corner, uh, but, you know, we didn't talk about that today. We just talked about getting drafted, and uh, uh, that's what happened.
1: <laughs> what is their preference you have if they gave you the option?
11: Uh, I'd like to play corner, but I'm not going to turn down any opportunity. Uh, if they want me to you know, start on the field of safety, I'm going to play safety. If they want me to start at the corner, I'm going to play corner.
8: Did you have any kind of uh, inkling that the Raiders were really interested in you? Did you did you talk it? Did you did they come to your pro day? Did you make, did you make a visit here, or did it come as a surprise when you were drafted?
11: Yeah, I had a private visit there, and, uh, you know, they, they really liked my ability to press off the line and, uh, you know, how, how I was able to move, and they said, you know, not a lot of other big guys can, can do what I was doing, and, uh, you know, so I, I kind of got a good feel at the corner, but, you know, we'll see what happens.
3: There's a lot of history in this organization at cornerback especially, but uh, defensive backfield generally. Um, are, how much of that are, are you aware of?
11: Uh, you know, I'm wearing I'm a good amount uh, on my trip. You know, I was able to meet some people, and, uh, and I'm planning to to go down in history uh, with a guy like I met, uh, Willie Brown, and uh, hopefully that's what happens.
8: You had a, a pretty serious shoulder injury that you rehabbed from, and there were some off-the-field concerns that were documented that have been talked about on, the, on, t- on TV. Or is, is all that stuff behind you now?
11: Definitely. All that stuff was years ago. It was two years ago, and, uh, you know, I've been trying to stay clean, and I've been trying to, you know, just – show everybody that, you know, that was that was the pass because that's exactly what it was, but uh, you know, it, obviously it's going to come up because it's a concern for teams, but all the teams that uh, that passed on me, you know, they're, they're going to realize it was a big mistake and the Oakland Raiders are, are going to realize that, you know, it's probably a really good, a really good, uh, really good draft pick.
8: You know, last year uh, the Raiders drafted a guy, a defensive tackle named Stacy McGee, who had had a couple issues at Oklahoma. And uh, when Reggie was asked about it, he said, "Look, I just looked in the kid's eyes and you know went with my gut." Did you Did you feel that you had that moment with him?
11: Yeah, definitely. Uh, he, he told me that, those exact words, and uh, he understood that everything was behind me. And I, I looked him in the eyes, just as he gets me, and uh, no, no, I'm an Oakland Raider.
14: Where do you think that you grew as a player and also as a person during twenty
11: thirteen? Um, you know, it was probably twenty twelve. <laughs> not you know, and as a person or as a or on the field. It was just, you know, going through all those mistakes and sitting down with the coaches and uh, you know, just determining where I wanted my life to go and I didn't realize that, you know, everything could be taken away in flash and you know, the window was closing and uh, you know, I think right then and there, you know, it's it there there comes a point in time in your life where You know, you make the decision to to become a man or or remain a boy, and uh, that's what I did before the 2013 season. And, you know, it got me in the situation I am now. A
3: lot of uh, top receivers in the Pac-12, do you feel like that's been pretty good preparation for you?
11: Definitely. I mean, I pretty much locked down everybody. And, you know, I I tried to explain that to a lot of people, and I don't think they understood. And, um, you know, it it, it, it is a process. And, you know, the Pac-12, for the nfl and i'm pretty excited to see what happens how
8: much are you looking forward to working with veterans like charles woodson and carlos rogers terrell brown that sort of thing
11: i'm really looking forward to it i mean i don't i don't know how many people know that there's only one corner in history to to win a heisman trophy and that's charles woodson so uh, i mean that
18: that should say enough right there i saw you were out uh, a year and a half with a shoulder injury was there a setback and how frustrating was that period for you
11: uh, it wasn't a setback it was just more of, you know, it was more of an issue that you had to address and uh, it was a little frustrating cuz i couldn't be on the field but other than that i was just in the i was just in athletic training room just getting ready for the season and getting myself stronger so it didn't happen again also do you have a 7 year old
18: daughter how has that helped you uh, i guess mature the last um, 3 or 4 years
11: well, I have a three-year-old daughter, but uh, you know they, they helped me a lot. Uh, you know, she's, she was right next to me today, and uh, that can make me happier than being the situation I am now.
1: Round seven, pick two nineteen. Guess what? Cornerback, Ohio, TJ Carey. Another guy. I mean, <laughs> what can I say about defensive backs? Other than we've 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 really spent a lot of time, effort, and money on them. DJ Hayden, and I'm hoping that we get one or two of them that pay off. We need them in this division. Look who we play for crying out loud. We've got to have some solid guys in the back to keep those balls from falling into the wrong hands, if you know what I'm saying.
12: Raider Nation, this is Jeanette Thompson, and on the phone I have with me cornerback TJ Carey, selected in the seventh round of the NFL draft for the Raiders. TJ, congratulations.
10: Thank you. Thank you. It's been great. Um, It's been a blessing and I'm thankful. Very thankful. Well,
12: welcome back to the Bay as well. You have had your high school career right here in the Bay Area at De La Salle. What is it like to, to be able to come back and kind of show off at home?
10: oh man it's it's a blessing it's a blessing and it's a great opportunity for me and my family um, being back around home, being back around family is is definitely something that's going to be able to keep me grounded um, while I transition into this process and um i I'm, I'm wait I'm awaiting the opportunity you know I think this is uh, another thing this is another transition into life and um another passion that I've had for the for my life so I'm excited for it and um I can't wait to get there.
12: Now, did you grow up watching the Raiders?
10: <laughs> yes, definitely. Grew up watching the Raiders. Um, it, it, me and my brother actually, me and my brothers actually were talking about, man, what if you went to the Raiders? What if we went to the Raiders? And um, we've always been talking about it, and it's been a big thing that we've been hoping, and now we're here, so the excitement can't be explained even better.
12: So I take it, and well, maybe you have or have not. Have you been to a Raiders game?
10: I have been to a Raiders game, and I can tell you they are very fun to be at. Um, very fun to be at, and I'm glad that instead of being the fan, I'm going to be one of the players.
12: <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a tradition around here uh, to have great cornerbacks. Are you familiar with our rich history when it comes to that position?
10: Oh yeah, the Namdi Asamoa. that <laughs> sticks out to me something um, insane. And uh, I, I used to watch him so much. Um, Dion the De- Sanders, uh, Charles Woodson, the Woodson—it's uh, it, been—it's been something, something great that I've watched over the years, and I'm glad to be a part of that now.
12: And now, I also read that you uh, return punts. Um, are you looking forward to competing to do that as well for this team?
10: Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that that's another asset that I bring to the table, and I definitely feel that I can help the organization out returning punts. So it's a passion of mine to play special teams. I want to help on all cylinders, uh, punt, punt return, kickoff, kicker, kickoff return, uh, whatever floats the boat, um, that's going to help the organization I'm willing to do and execute at the best of my abilities.
3: You know Taiwan Jones at all from Antioch? Yes, I played against him, ran track against him, know
10: him very well. I was uh, actually tuned in when he had actually got drafted by the Raiders as well, so very familiar face. And um, I see you guys just picked up the addition of Maurice Jones. Drew went to a former high school of mine, Della Salle. So um, there's definitely some good good guys over there that uh, I know, So which is good. It's good. How'd you do running track against Taiwan? Oh, man, actually, uh, it's a very memorable moment. Um, he actually, he kind of, uh, he he he's he fast. Let's put it like that. I want. I want to <laughs> let's put it like that. I won't embarrass myself too much, but he's he's very fast. So, um, good to see some familiar faces.
8: You've missed a, a couple of different seasons with 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 injury issues. Um, how frustrating has that been? Is it just that you just have to be determined to work through it and keep going? Yeah, it's, it's,
10: it's a process. That situation happened, just being very optimistic. And I think um, continuing to work hard and dedicate myself to the craft of the game and the, and the sport of the game is what has prevailed me to this point and this, this pinnacle in my life, actually.
18: As you went through the draft process, were you fighting kind of the injury-prone label? Is that a topic that came up a lot?
10: Yeah, that that actually was. And you know, I think the biggest um thing that I had to execute during my pro day was I had to run fast, I had to jump high and I had to do as well as I could in the drills to kinda of dismiss some of those those concerns. Um and we were able to do all of those as far as my pro day and I was excited that we had overcame some stress and some problems and it put me in the situation I'm in today.
3: Uh, are there any lingering effects of either one of those injuries? No, no,
10: and um, you know that's just that's just a count on you know my my college atmosphere and, and all of the the doctors that have worked on me and the physical therapy that I've gotten at Ohio has been great, and you know I think um, my training facility that I went to as far as this preparation, exos they did an excellent job as well. So big thanks to them for helping the recovery process, and um it's helped me, and it's put me in this situation to come out of the the injury
8: healthy. Did you play with Mike Mitchell your first year? Was, was he still there your first year?
10: <laughs> I did play with Mike, and he actually texted me, shouted out a text, um, and uh, he was excited for me, played with him my true freshman year, great guy. And um, when he was down there in, in Oakland as well, uh, we had a chance to connect on some opportunities of me being out there. So I'm um, excited for that opportunity that uh, we have some Ohio, Ohioans that have <laughs> went to the Oakland Raiders and um, will, will, will prevail as well.
8: What did the De La Salle experience do to sort of lay the foundation for this day?
10: Oh, man, De La Salle is um, – I recommend it to um, a number of athletes who are trying to go through the high school experience. Um, The the dedication and the hard work and the commitment that you have to achieve at that school is is at the highest bar. And, um, you know, the coaches – the, the school system, you know, it all surrounds around bringing each and every player up. And, you know, it you, you're challenged there in high school to wake up at 5 in the morning for, for lifting and things that you're going to do in college. So going through that experience, it, it, it prepares you as a man. It, it prepares you to put, become a lot more mature faster. So um, great blessing that I went to that La South school and, um and it gave me great knowledge, and it made me the person I am today, actually.
8: Are you looking forward to seeing
10: the movie? I am looking forward to seeing the movie. And it's so funny because my high school year when I was there, we actually i they actually came out with a documentary. Um, but it wasn't as, um, it didn't make the national stand as, as, as big as it did for this movie. Um, it was more public. Just some of the people in the area knew about it, um, but it was a great, great video. So now that they're making a movie, I'm so excited to see it and um, glad to to be a part of that experience of the De La Salle era.
1: Round seven, pick two thirty-five, Shelby Harris, defensive end, in Illinois State. Well, that was a reach to some people, and the reach wasn't because of his size or his speed. Or certainly not because of his tenacity, because he is a nasty mofo. Probably one of the nastiest on the team. And the reason being, I can say that because he's had some character issues for sure. Behavioral problems, no doubt. Dismissed from one team to another team. He went from Wisconsin uh, to Missouri, you know, so... He is—he is the guy that uh, all the analysts were saying that he should slide out because he's got. But Reggie saw in this kid a guy who, once he gets straightened out, can be the dominant defensive player on the field. How you doing, Shelby?
0: I'm good. How are you? Good. Did you meet with the Raiders out here? Did you meet? With, where? Where did you meet with them? And then what kind of questions did they have for you about what happened last year?
5: No,
2: I just uh, I met with him at the Northwestern pro day. I met with a uh, Trey Scott, the Raiders scout, and then um, he pretty much just asked. Like he pretty much, taught, he talked. What what made me respect the Raiders is he talked to me like a man. And, and it was like, and then after like talking a little bit, he, he was like, I could tell you have matured over the years, in which I have, and so I couldn't ask for a better better organization to be with.
14: Do you feel like you have something to, uh, to uh, prove, to try to show that you've moved on from your past?
2: Yes, definitely. Like, I don't, it's, not a, it's not necessarily something to prove, but to my teammates and to my coaches, I want to prove to them that I'm a better person. I'm not what the, the papers person everyone says I am. I'm a good person with a great background, and I'm, I'm a great team person, and that's what's important.
3: What can you tell us about your dismissal from the team? And, I mean, not in detail, but was it a personality thing or uh, what can you say? It was, um, I'm not necessarily going to
2: get into it. I am going to say it was, I, I made some mistakes. I've moved on. I've, I've grown from them in the past. And I'm, it, it, in the end, it has made me a better person.
3: It has made me the person who I am today. Sitting out of football uh, last season, Did the, I mean, what kind of, did you have like a self-discovery type of thing during that time? Well,
2: it was, it, was, it was heartbreaking because it was going to be my senior year. And just knowing that I've been grinding out with those same group guys for the last three years. And coming off the season that we had where we went into the, into the quarterfinals of the playoffs, I was I was looking forward to my senior year, and then when everything went down, and then I was dismissed from the team, it, it hit it hit me hard, and it made me look at myself in the mirror and look at me as a person and be like, what do I need to change as a person to be successful?
8: The last bio I saw from you at Northern Illinois, I believe, said you were two fifty five, and what they're sending out now is two eighty eight. Have have you put on that much weight in the year that you didn't play? Um, I was around 255, I would say, my sophomore year. Okay, okay. Then my last year I
2: played, I was around 270, 275.
8: Mm-hmm. And you were a tackle, is that correct, at uh, Northern Illinois? Do you do you project as an end with the Raiders as far as you know, or did they get that specific?
2: Uh, we, were, we didn't really go for specifics, but honestly, I can play whatever they want me to.
3: Mm-hmm. How did you uh, stay in shape that year that you weren't? Your
2: senior year. Well, I went to a, um, a community college that had a that had a, um, a weight room, and basketball helped out a lot. And then also, I got a job just to keep me busy. But I, I ran, played basketball, and I worked out every day. So that's how I stayed in shape. And then leading up into the draft, I was in. Uh, I went training in Indianapolis at St. Vincent's uh, a Sports Performance. So um, that, that's really what helped me get into that next level. Was going to Indianapolis and training there.
18: What did you do for a job?
2: I was a server at this restaurant called uh, a this Italian restaurant called Biazzi.
6: The tips come out pretty good there.
2: <laughs> Honestly, like it, I love the people I worked with, and I had a great time working there. And the only reason I
3: left was because I wanted to go train in Indianapolis. So you said you said when you talked to the Raiders, the one thing that stood out to you is that they talked to you like a man. Mm. What did uh, what did they what did the people that you spoke to before when you um, would you say they didn't talk to you like a man? What, what what does that mean?
2: It's not necessarily they didn't talk to me like a man. It's just the fact that I feel like the Raiders organization in general is a very professional organization, and everyone that I talk to in the Raiders organization. Like, what were the most up-worthy class, classy people I've met throughout this whole process? And, like, every everyone else I met throughout the process, there was nothing against them. They were all great people, and they were all great organizations. But the Raiders, from the beginning, made it known that they were interested.
8: You know, the Raiders have, have made a big deal the last couple of years to say, you know, we want we want guys of high character. We want guys that, that that are professionals that come into work. We don't want a lot of drama. So for them to to go out on a limb, so to speak, and take you after being suspended last season, does that? What do you think that says?
2: I think that shows in general, as me as a person, how they can tell from talking to me that I'm. I'm not a bad person, and even though I may have been through a lot, I'm still a good person, and I'm willing to work, and I'm a good player.
1: I'm all right with this pick. I think this is a great pick because the guy is a Raider. That's what I say. He can keep his ass clean. He can become a great defensive player and go down in history. Who knows? Could end up in the Hall of Fame. That's the, the motor you have to have in this game, the desire to win the passionate energy that comes out all different ways. Sometimes it's troubled players. Hey man, it's the way it is. I'll take him. I'll take a nasty defensive tackle all day long. Okay. All day long. And in the seventh round, a pick that we got from the Seacocks for Terrell Pryor we picked up Jonathan Dowling, a safety who well, who went to college and had some issues at the beginning of his career thinking he could just do it on sheer physical talent alone. At his size of six foot three, two hundred pounds. The safety was really very good, very fast, but he needed technique and he needed to learn technique. How you doing, Jonathan?
3: I'm doing pretty good. How you doing today? Pretty good. Who would you model your game after?
10: Uh, I like to play like every. That's one person I always admire and like to say I was like.
3: Who have you talked to out here? Did did you have you talked to the defensive coordinator, Jason Tarver?
10: Uh I, I spoke with him once. They told me they were going to draft me, but mostly I've been talking with Coach Rollins, the DB coach, right. the safeties coach.
1: How'd that phone call go today when they when they called you and told you they were going to draft you? uh it was
2: it just was, it was just a big
10: weight off of my shoulders. All I could do was stand up. I got out of the chair and took a deep breath. I probably hadn't breathed in two days. So, I mean, <laughs> it just felt good. It was just a blessing, you know, Just, just know that uh, God was working for me.
3: What happened to Florida?
10: So, I mean, Florida was in my past. You know, I don't really like to too much speak on it anymore. Because, you know, I had a great career at Festa and I'm ready to just split my page and, and just get this clean get this clean slate started. You know, Raider's given me a chance to really become a brand-new person and show the people the type of role model I can be and the type of person I am. And I'm ready to just learn how to be a pro. I mean, I've never been a pro before, so I'm ready just to learn how to be a pro and act like a pro, ready to do things the right way.
3: Did you have uh, an idea of where you thought you would go? How are you feeling uh, you know, being drafted where you were. I
10: mean, I'm happy. I mean, it's, it was only 254 players that got drafted. I mean, there's a lot of people that didn't even get that chance. So I mean, I can't be the person to say I was mad I went here or I was mad I went there. I'm just, I'm happy to be here. I'm just really happy that I'm happy that the Ravens wanted me. It's happy, it it feels great to be somewhere where somebody wanted you. You know, so, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm very happy with the situation. I feel like the situation went how it should have. I learned from it, you know. I gained something from this situation. And, I mean, yeah, I could teach somebody else how to do things the right way next time. You know, I feel like God gives everybody gives everybody their own testimony. So now I, I learned whatever I learned from this situation. I could teach it to the next younger person, maybe even my little brother. I got a little brother growing up. So maybe I could teach him how to do things the right way, where he won't have to do things I
8: um, are, did you play a lot of special teams in, in college? And I assume you know, as a seventh-round pick or any rookie, it's a, it'll, be, it'll be something they'll ask you to do a lot of here.
10: Yeah, I play special teams. And like I say, I'll play whatever they need me to play. Whatever they, whatever they ask me to play, I'll play at full speed.
1: So they had not projected going in the fifth and sixth rounds. I think this could be a good pickup. Like all these defensive backs. I think that uh, it's a crapshoot more than any other position besides, perhaps, wide receiver.
10: I see myself in there real good. I'm ready to get out there and compete and play right away. That's my that's, that's my goal and that's my attitude towards it. I'm ready to just get next to Mr. Charles Woodson and learn everything learn everything he has to offer. Read him like an open book because he's doing it the way I want to do it
12: and i was just going to ask you if you've taken a look at our roster and and the names that are there and of course you you shout out the one that has probably the most experience on our team charles woodson um, yeah. what what makes him someone that you'd like to pattern your game after
10: um not necessarily pattern my game after but but just he's he's just a great db you know he plays corner and i play safety so we do a little bit different things but He's played in the, played in the league 10-plus years, and that's that's my dreams and that's my goals. So, I mean, if he's doing it, he's doing it right. So, I mean, I want to do it the way he's doing it.
12: Okay, well, I want to give you your opportunity to say hello to the Raider Nation and maybe a message if you have one for them. I'll let you go ahead and do that.
10: Uh, I just want to say, hey, hello, Raider Nation. Thank you for having me here. Let's, let's get the black hole and start eating people up. Let's turn this black hole up.
12: fantastic ladies and gentlemen safety Jonathan Dowling
1: so that's our draft picks I mean I don't give a shit about the grade I could care less about what the pros and experts have to say because as far as I'm concerned I feel good about our picks that to me is important I don't give a shit about what their grade is you know they could kiss my ass with all their pontification, because as far as players go, Reggie picked good, solid football players. Great job. Let's see what we got for unrestricted free agents. There's a pot of gold at the end of that damn rainbow. Let me just cap a little note on unrestricted free agents. Now... They say that Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the draft, is like the last guy. you think that he is the last possible talent you will ever find, and at that, he's not very talented because he's the last guy. Well, that's a bunch of bullshit. Just like how the first player could be the worst player, and the last player can be the best player. The draft is a frickin' crapshoot. The more people you can bring in with the physical talents and the possibilities to make this team the better. And Reggie, let me just give him these, because I've I've given him this before. He gets an A-frickin'-plus, stars, gold stars all around for his free agent acquisitions. And when I give you the names, you're going to know why. Perhaps this is why they said Reggie had a great eye for talent. I mean, he really does in the free agency uh, market. So check it out, Rod Streeter. Greg Jenkins, Marquette King, Matt McGloin, Lucas Nix, and Chance Casey—all these guys run drafted free agents. They're all great players, I think. Marquette King, come on, man, that leg is crazy. Greg Jenkins, Rod Streeter, Lucas Nix—these names you've heard because, well, they've made some damn plays on the field. So as I read these names, I want you to remember that these are names we're going to hear at the games because some of these guys are going to make the team and not only make the team, but make it great on the team. Carl Williams, a fullback out of Utah. The last fullback we got was Marcel Reese. That turned out pretty good. I think this is a great pick. DJ Coles, wide receiver, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech puts out some great pickers, man. Guy could pick the ball out of the sky. Let's just see it. Mike Davis, wide receiver, Texas. We've got a tight end from, uh, let's see, what's this college? Assumptions College. Scott Simpson. Danny Kessler, offensive tackle, Montana. Noel Grisby, wide receiver, San Jose State. Jake Murphy, tight end, Utah. Carlos Fields, linebacker, Winston-Salem State, Austin Flynn, defensive end, Arkansas, Rob Henry, QB, safety from Purdue, and last but not least, George Atkinson, the third running back out of Notre Dame, yes, that's the guy, that's right, George Atkinson, Our man, our man there all the time, actually, his son from Notre Dame. He's been watching his son play all the games, going to the games. Uh, We've been keeping an eye on him. I thought for sure the Raiders would take him, and sure enough, they got George's son as an undrafted free agent. I think these picks will turn out. Look, man, some of these guys are going to be on this team, and some are going to be good enough to be traded to other teams for uh, who knows what. So, let's just watch this Raider team go. I love these picks. Even the undrafted picks. I love them. You want to wait Wait and see. We're going to see some greatness coming out of camp. I can hardly wait. The Raiders have made an epic move and an epic step forward that I can see. I am very, very positive about this draft and about our future And that is all I have to say about that. It is time for the bone line. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Throw your damn bones. That's what I'm saying. Say whatever you like. You know how we roll here at the Raider Nation Podcast. Nothing is censored. Put your feelings out there, partner. All right, who's the first caller of the show? And our first caller is Raider Rob from Maryland. That's right, the East is huge in the silver and black. What's up, brother?
19: Raider Greg, Raider Rob from Maryland. Just listening to your pre-JAFT um, podcast. Good stuff, man, as always. Awesome. Appreciate it. You know what? I love the Raiders. I love being a Raider fan. I love it all, dude. I live out here in Maryland and there's some like hardcore Raider fans out here that I deal with with my work and stuff, dude. All we do is sit around and bullshit about it and talk about it and everything else. It's like you know, no matter who they pick or what they do, it's just the Raiders. End of story. I don't really like Reggie McKenzie. I think he's full of shit. This is my third year of supporting Dennis Allen. I like the guy. I think he's all right. I think if he had some good players in, like, a good situation, it would be okay for him. He doesn't really have that now. But I kind of hope these guys get that Khalil Mack guy because he seems like he'd be a fucking, like, terror. But it doesn't matter. Whoever they pick, they're going to be a Raider, man. That kid from Pitt. They trade down or whatever. I just I just love the Raiders. Love being about it. All about it. Love how you're all about it. Your fans are all about it. The guys in the bone line are all about it. And you know what? I'm fucking excited about this year. We're going to be better, dude. I think Lamar Woodley is going to fuck shit up. Anyway, just saying. Go Raiders. Go Fucking A Raiders, man. That's it. Peace out, brothers. Later.
1: Great pick, Khalil Mack. Well, it happened. I'm happy about it, too. We'll see what happens. But I'm pumped about the team, man. I love the positive vibe, good attitude. And once again, thanks for the call and the props, bro. And just to show you how important this game is in London, this is Watford Raider calling from London, England. Check it out, man. Is he not Raider Nation or what? What's up, brother?
20: Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Watford Raider calling from England. Uh, Just to give everyone a shout-out to my Raider Nation brothers and sisters. I'm stoked, as you guys would say. Uh, Raiders, my team, since 82. That's been a long, long time coming over September, I've got my tickets ready, I'm going to see all three games, so it's the Raiders-Dolphins first, then the other two games afterwards, I can't remember who they are off the top of my head, but who cares, the main thing is to see my beloved Silver and Black, Uh, hopefully I'll be going to the party before, Uh, hopefully there'll be another party in Trafalgar Square in London, Uh, hopefully meet you guys. For years, been listening to you guys at work through my darkest hours. Darkest hours because I work nights. Um, well, I can't wait. A draft coming up. Uh, for my two cents worth, uh, I'd like to have Watkins or Khalil Mack. Uh, anyway, take care, guys. Hope to see you soon over here in London, our hometown, and we can show you some hospitality.
1: That's quite a while to be a fan. I'll say this. The Raider Nation is huge in Europe, and we're just gonna see everybody. I hope to see you too, bro. Uh, it's gonna be crazy, and thanks for welp- welcoming us, man. Because we're coming. Get ready, baby. And thank you for the invite and the to be hosted by London is just gonna be off the chain. Thank you, brother. Our next caller is Raider Mikey from Raider Central. Uh, Check him out on YouTube. He's got a great little show, man. It's pretty cool. It's all Raider. Uh, He he enlightens the crowd. He's pretty entertaining. Check him out, man. Mikey Raider. We put him on our site. Um, He's fully Raider Nation. Check it out. What's up, Raider Mikey?
21: What's up, Raider Nation podcast? It's your boy, Mikey Raider from Raider Central. That's right. I'm back. Hopefully this will air, but check it out, Raider Nation Podcast. I want to say thank you guys for being the originators of entertainment on this interweb thing. You inspired me to make a YouTube channel and a website, and I am forever grateful as I am approaching 10,000 subscribers in my third year. Raider Nation has come full force to watch videos and get entertainment and some knowledge of our Oakland-slash-L.A. Raiders. And me and you have butt-heads, Raider Greg, on many debates. But that's one thing I love about being an Oakland Raider Nation, is that whether we have the same opinion or the same agreement... We love our Raiders. So I just want to touch base. I know this will probably air after the draft. I am so looking forward to this draft. As you stated, this is Reggie McKenzie and Dennis Allen's Coup de grace. And I'm hoping to go to London. I got to get the money. I got to call Money Man Raider to help me out. All right, but look. Raider Greg, i got a bone line, bone to pick with you. The Raiders need to be on HBO's Hard Knocks. They need to be on it. I know we're building chemistry, and you don't want a lot of that bullshit that can happen with cameras in the face and all that other stuff. But as a Raider Nation fan, we are building a new team. We don't get any media coverage. They laugh at us. So for us to be on television, hopefully they don't make it a you know trash story, hard knocks, and we can finally see what goes on inside the Raiders organization with Reggie and Den- Dennis Allen and the players building chemistry and working out, the play calling, everything. Because I don't think... Raider Nation has really been inside the locker room for many, many years with that type of footage. So I know it's a tough situation, but again, we have a lot of veterans on our team, and we can pull it through. And the world needs to see the Raiders come together and then win some games, and then they will stop laughing at us on NFL Network. So the Raiders should be on hard knocks. I would love it. I would enjoy it. And I think many Raider Nation would as well. We've already lost enough. So even if this hurts us and we lose more, it doesn't matter. Because at least we get to see inside our Raiders where we have never went inside the locker room and on the field. This is Mikey Raider saying I have spoken.
1: All right, Raider Mikey. I'll tell you what. I don't like hard knocks. I think it's buzz shit because... These guys got to concentrate on the game. They got to concentrate on each other, relationships, the coaches, the the, the playbook. The last thing I want these guys to think about is what someone else said about somebody else across the way at 6 o'clock when their cousins and sisters and grandmothers call and say, what happened there? Listen, man, hard knocks would be great. Give it to another team. Or I'll tell you what, give it to us once we reach the pinnacle. Once we start kicking everybody's ass, sending them to the hospital, and being the bad boys again, hell yeah. Hard Knocks, come on in. We'll show you what Hard Knocks really is. Until then, no thanks. Not for me. As a fan, I don't need to see the development of it. I need to see it on the field when they start beating everybody's ass. That's my opinion, brother. And that's fine because we both want the team to succeed. Thanks for the call, man. Our next caller is Raider Rob after the draft. Pretty funny, man. He was positive before, but check it out now. What's up?
19: Raider Greg, Raider Rob from Maryland, hanging out. That's the first round of the draft. Watch that press conference with Reggie and Dennis. I'm telling you right now, dude, with this mad kid and the guys we brought in, our defense is going to be a bad motherfucker, dude you're going to fuck some shit up. Like, people do not even realize. Like, they think, well, they're old or this or that, dude. We're going to be some bad motherfuckers. And this year, we're going to be good. Good. First time, we're going to be good for a long time. And we're going to keep it up. And we're going to fucking stick it to all those fucks we play, dude. Fuck yeah. Go Raiders. I'm out.
1: I must agree with you. We have got a possibility of really doing some serious damage To all these mofos in the league, and the nicest thing about it, they know it too. Thanks for the call, man. And our next caller is a very good friend of the show, my friend, my brother, Obi-Wan Raider.
22: I'm bitching my master. Only one raider calling in from Houston, Texas. The Mac truck slamming through the AFC West and putting Philip Bitch Rivers down on his ass, breaking Peyton Manning's arm, And oh, Alex Smith. Guess what, Alex? <laughs> That's a Mac truck on your ass just planted you. I like the picture. Happy with him or Sammy Watkins there. Really, really happy about the pick. Interested to see what we'll be doing in round two. Go Raiders!
1: That's right. After the draft, everybody went all silver and Mac. Uh, uh. <laughs> Great call, brother. I'm excited, too, man. And our next caller, my good brother from Bakersfield, of course. Raider Jaime, what is
23: up, my man? What's up, Raider Greg, Raider, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. It's Raider Jaime calling out of Bakersfield. Hey, man, I know we're only going, going down to round two, but I just wanted to call and just say how fucking stoked out I am about Khalil Mack. That's a fucking awesome pick, man. Fucking Reggie hit it out of the ballpark. I just hope in the second round he gets fucking uh, Rashidi, uh man, he's a badass fucking defensive end, man. We could use that motherfucker. He's about six foot five, six foot six, something like that. Three three hundred six three hundred something pounds, man. That guy's big. I wish they land this guy, man. They're talking about landing a quarterback, but I say they should pass on that and just built our fucking defense, man. We still need some corners out there and some more fucking D line. But anyways, man, fucking this, this draft is looking positive, man. I got faith in Reggie, man. I've always have. But anyways, man, people are gonna be looking up to this, man. No more negative shit, man. We need, we don't need that fucking that fucking bad karma. We need some good karma here, man. Get this fucking 2014 rolling. Stay true, Raider Nation. I'm out.
1: There is the positive. That is my good brother Jaime. Hey, man. I like the pig, too. I think all the rounds were good. More to the good side than the bad side. That's all I asked for. And I think it was a good thing that Reggie didn't take no hook on a trade trade down or whatever. Uh, I think it's good that he stuck with his numbers and we stuck with the board. Uh, it shows in who he got. Thanks for the call, man. And our next caller is my very good brother, the Aztec Raider. What's up, brother? Hey, what's up, Raider Greg? Randy, uh,
24: this is Aztec Raider calling out of Bakersfield, California. Uh, it's been a long time since I called the podcast. Um, man, I had so much shit going on again. Um, once again, I'm moving. I'm moving. I'm moving to Dallas. That fucking sucks, but it's a promotion, and uh, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Anyways, Raider football. This fucking draft. Holy fucking shit! Khalil Mack dropped to number. Fucking five. You know what? You know what really makes me upset about this is that there's still people that are going to be mad about this fucking pick. This kid was supposed to go, there was a possibility of him going number one overall, and people are mad that we took him at number five. You got to be fucking kidding me. I know we needed a wide receiver. I know Mike Evans was there, and I know it was, it would have been a great pickup to pick up the wide receiver for Mate. From uh, from uh, Johnny's old school, I think it was a uh, ATM or something like that, and I just really, I just don't see how people can knock on this pick. There's just, I saw John, I saw John Gruden on fucking ESPN, and he was all over Manziel's fucking nuts. I did not, I did not like how they were praising this kid and they were talking about him, and then the Raiders pick him up, and it's like they they said some positive shit, but they didn't. They didn't go all nuts like they thought, like they should have gone, like they should have done. The kid was supposed to go number one, went number five, and he got some love, but not the love he was supposed to get, and I think it was just because he went to the silver and black. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, the trade for Terrell Pryor. Um, I heard a couple podcasts a couple uh, weeks ago, and I think there was a couple members that were mad or thinking that he was going to be great, and come on, man, the guy was a fucking joke, man that shit was that should have happened a long time ago Pryor was a bust from he had the the first two or three games that he had great and after that it was you could see it he just wasn't he wasn't getting it the defenses were figuring him out and he just didn't have an answer for it they just i'm glad pryor has gone we can move forward with Shaw or hopefully we pick up some other quarterback today or tomorrow in the draft and groom for the future and but I just don't see how anybody could could hate on what Reggie did in the off season or what he's done with his draft so far. I know it's only one pick, but I mean, he got he got he he took away one of the top the top players, not one of the top two players in this draft. And you put him aside, Lamar Woodley and Justin Tuck and Antonio Smith and all those other guys. And I mean, this defense. Uh, the last thing I remember, last time I remember. The Super Bowl was won by a defensive-minded team. Fuck scoring 48 points a game. If you can't score, who gives a shit? That's all I got to say, Reddick Greg. This is uh, Aztec Raider. I'm fucking out.
1: I love it. If you don't score, who gives a shit? That's right. If you can't score and the other defense is too powerful, you lose the Super Bowl. That's true. Our defense should be epic. This was a very good pickup, and I agree. The press did not give us anything in comparison to the other teams that picked up other players. That's fine. We don't need the kudos. Wait till we start beating some ass. And you know as well as I do, I don't need to hear it from these assholes. I know it, and you'll know it, and that's fine with me. (laughs) Thanks, brother. And my next guest, <laughs> and I love him, Houston Raider Steve. He's on a roll, man. Check him out. Hello, Raider Nation. This
25: is Houston Raider Steve Boy, over here in Houston. We're talking all this shit about David or about Matt Schaub, the guy that they loved. They loved. Oh yeah, David. Car- I mean, Matt Schaub took him to two playoffs. Uh, what? Uh, up to this last year when they cratered, saying, oh, you got our retread. Oh, you went out and got David Carr, his little brother, Derek. You know, they said here in Houston they wouldn't even draft Derek Carr because of his brother sucks so bad with the very first pick. The number eight jersey, every jersey that has been number eight for the Houston Texans, Matt Schaub, Carr, David, they sucked. Half these people in Houston, I swear, man, they must have married their first cousins. You know what I mean? Anyway, these morons, ass wipes. We're talking all this shit about how they're laughing about how we got their retread shaw, but they ran out of town. They couldn't stand it because they had one bad year. You know, they crucified him this last year. You know, they couldn't wait to get rid of him because the team sucked. And I said, hey, wait a minute. As far as I know, last two times the Raiders played in Houston, they beat the Texans. <sighs> That's right. They beat him both times here in Houston. And then I reminded him oh, by the way, which team was the worst team last year? The Houston Texans. They only won two games, the very first two games. They were the worst team in the league. So you guys have a lot of shit to, you know, like the little punk kid, the snot nose kid walking around talking all this shit, and then you just want to go over and pop him right in the nose, talking all this shit. Oh, we got rid of Schaub, and now you've got David Carr's little brother. You guys are going to suck. That's what they're talking about on Facebook, all these lame-ass Texans fans who bail ship when they you know, when they win. They're all over the place. When they lose, you can't find them. They don't wear their stuff anymore. They don't wear their Matt Schaub jersey. Oh, you might see, all oh, they, they all they all run after J.J. Watt, obviously. We all wish he was a Raider. But you know what? I live behind enemy lines over here in Houston. And these Texans fans are the biggest ass-wipes you'll ever see in your life. They're almost as bad as Bronco fans. Anyway, I like our picks, Khalil Mack. I do like Derek Carr. There's a great article in the draft about Derek Carr. He's not his brother. He's going to be better than his brother. And by the way, Texans fans, you know what? You had a chance to get Bridgewater. You didn't pick him. You wouldn't pull the trigger. You've got ex-Bronco Rick Smith... Gary Kubiak's little buddy, as your general manager, when they got rid of Kubiak, he ran that Denver Bronco system. Oh, by the way, when Kubiak ran that system in Denver, they never won a Super Bowl. They got their ass kicked. And by the way, Rick Smith, if you didn't get Bridgewater, you're afraid of what all the fans were going to think if they'd went out and drafted Derek Carvey as his brother David. So you don't draft a quarterback. The second round with your second pick, you went out and got a guard from UCLA. When was the last time a guard won a champion uh, won a Super Bowl for you? And by the way, it's the middle of the late second round. The lame ass Texans haven't even drafted a quarterback. They got Ryan Fitzpatrick from last year, a retread from Buffalo. So you know what? All those Texans fans talking all that shit on the boards about us having Derek Carr and Schaub can shove it up their ass. Because you know what? The Texans are gonna suck. And they've got Rick Smith as their general manager Tex Bronco, he sucked. He should have been fired. And by the way, we're going to have a better record than the Texans. And I can't wait till the first week of the season when we kick their ass. Go Raiders. I love you, my brothers and sisters. Texans fans can kid, kiss my fat white ass. Screw them.
1: Yeah, you know what? Matt Schaub. Yeah, it's the same thing the Chiefs said about Rich Gannon when they wanted him to leave. And look what he did for us. They don't say much about that now. Also, man, they ruined Carr. They ruined David Carr uh, big time. They had the worst offensive line in history. He was sacked more, even now, than inner quarterback in the history of the NFL ever, still, to this day. The guy had no protection. He had no plan. The team was a joke. It was a joke, totally. So David Carr didn't get a chance to be good. And uh, Derek... Man, he is everything he proposes to be. I think he is a great pickup. Let's see what happens, but I just have a good feeling about this kid. Who knows? And as far as the Texan fan goes, please, they're an expansion team. (laughs) I love it. And the next caller, a first-timer, but not a first-time listener this is. The Bubblehead Raider. What is going on, brother?
26: Hey, Raider Greg. This is the Bubblehead Raider calling out of uh, southeastern Connecticut. I've been listening uh, to your podcast for see, probably about episode 50. I don't know if that was uh, 2005, 2006 time frame, off and on. Uh, several years now, it's my first time calling in. Uh just watched the NFL Draft. Uh I'm pretty excited. Uh a couple things I uh, wanted to address. Firstly, uh I've noticed over uh well the past few years, but mostly uh this off season there's been a lot of cynicism and uh I guess cynical Raider fans, uh, who have kind of been uh tired of what we've seen for over the last decade and you know, they're kinda of, not expecting us to do much this season but I gotta say this is the NFL. Uh every year, almost every year, there's always a team that, you know, does poorly the year before and with a few additions from free agency, uh maybe a coaching change or whatever it is, uh the next year they come around, they're in the playoffs. So uh I never lose hope in the Raiders despite uh what everyone else says, what the media says. Uh and this year, especially after this draft, um, I got high hopes. Um, Khalil Mack, amazing pick, uh, number five. Derek Carr, that was the guy uh, I was watching uh, a couple months beforehand, hoping that we might land him. Gabe Jackson, another stud, Justin Ellis, some big guys on the offensive and defensive line. The rest of the guys uh, I don't know too much about. There's some guys with some history, but, you know, they're late rounders. They got something to prove, so, you know, this is their chance in the NFL to do it. Um, but I'm pretty excited. I think uh, every Raider fan right now has a lot to be excited about. Um, we'll see what happens. Hopefully this new era that Reggie has been talking about uh, can come to fruition.
2: we
17: got
26: six pro bowlers that we signed in free agency, but we'll see what happens this season and uh probably be calling calling in again listening to your podcast. I uh, appreciate what you guys do. Represent the Raider Nation in Connecticut. Go Raiders. And I uh, will see you in New York the Jets game uh in November. I'm out.
1: I believe we have a new start. I certainly feel good about this season. Uh yeah, there was a lot of doubt. There's been over a decade of um of issues with the team. I think that we're seeing maybe some light at the end of the tunnel, and it's not a train. So I'm feeling good about this team, too. Let's just see it go through. You know, third year of coaching, you know, it should start to gel this season. And with the additives we have, we should at least get a team that's competitive and one that other teams will fear for sure because they're so. Freaking psycho! That's what I want. I feel a disturbance in the force. It must be Obi Wan Rader. (sighs) Shh.
22: What's this? The dark side's ranks are growing. Yesterday, we get a new Mack truck. Today, a brand new car, followed by a huge wall to keep our cars safe. (laughs) What's up, Raider Nation? Obi-Wan Raider here in Columbus, Houston, Texas. I, for once, am really, really, and I hate to admit it because I've been very, very critical of Reggie Mack, but... He stuck to his guns. They didn't trade up. He got us another fourth-round pick by trading down with Miami. The pickup of Derek Carr, I really like it. I think sitting behind shop for some time will help him out, much like Aaron Rodgers sitting behind Brett Favre did. And uh, the pick up of Gabe Jackson, I mean, I'm surprised he was still there in the third round. This guy is a nasty road grader. Reminds me a lot of Lincoln Kennedy when he came over from Atlanta to the uh, to the Raiders. Um, two picks left tomorrow. Two fourth rounders, three seventh rounders. Would not be surprised if Reggie Mac parlayed that second fourth round pick into a fifth round pick or a sixth round pick. Uh, tomorrow, I'm hoping we look at uh corner, maybe one of the taller corners that are left out there and uh, running back, definitely. But uh, I'm really happy with the draft so far. I know uh, I've been a little extreme sometimes, Ray, great, great, Randy. But, uh, you know, it's just because we're, we're just passionate. The nation is just passionate about our team, and the fans fucking deserve a good product for a change. It's not just good for a couple of minutes during a fucking game. But throughout, knocking motherfuckers on their ass. And I think we're going to get that now. At any rate, go Raiders. Well, there you go.
1: Perfect example of someone like myself. I mean, I had like, my doubts about Reggie, too. was calling him Veggie for a while. Um, and so I do believe he has done a good job. Now, whether the players turn out or not, that's not really his fault. I just like who he picked. And if they don't turn out, well, it's going to be an oh well for me. I'm not going to point a finger and say, oh, he blew this draft. No, because these picks I think will be good picks, um, unlike last year. So uh, I think we're going in the right direction, too. Frustration has been around our neck. Uh, and, and Yeah, around our neck for sure for some time. Thank you for the call, bro. And next from Miami on Mother's Day, we have flow Raider.
19: good morning, gentlemen. This is uh flow Raider calling from miami um it's uh Mother's Day morning. I'm heading off to pick up some flowers for my wife and uh and uh I'll try to give her a good day um blow well, them out. I was just looking at draft uh, results and, and uh, thinking about it a little bit and, and uh, that move to call and uh, um, just do you guys mind my two cents on everything? I think it's a good draft overall. I mean, we got uh, at the top. You know, I think uh, Khalil Max is going to be a badass. He's going to be the Raider. I think he's going to be uh, that, that defense. Um, I think we can really, you know, um, do a lot this year just on the base of our defense. I think we're going to be able to really stop some people and uh, and uh, that's going to be our, our strength you know, running the ball um my i guess my disappointment was uh you know since there was a lot of a lot of secondary uh acquisitions which is a good i love been strong defense i love i love uh, you know defense wins championships. so I think that's a good thing um only thing I would say is you know I would like to see some wide receiver acquisitions um you know to help shop um you know with uh some targets to go to you know some young talent to develop. Um but that's long enough yeah, I think his pick with Mac is gonna be great. I think uh Derek Carr, um, I think that's a great quarterback acquisition. You know, not not using a, a high pick for the quarterback, but getting Carr like the like round that 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 worked out really well for us. I think he's gonna be solid. Um the offensive lineman, uh, Jackson, he's, he's gonna be great. We need to know it, that offensive line help for sure, you know. Um um I'd certainly expect like to see another offensive lineman pick up or two, but um we got some help on the D line in the secondary, so um yeah, I'm excited about it. I don't let anyone defense our strengths and uh and we will be our strengths this coming year. So um looking forward to seeing these men develop, become raiders, and uh it's gonna be a great year guys. So I'm feeling it, I'm getting excited now. Um looking forward to seeing this team on the field and then seeing what we can do. So with that said, I'm out, gentlemen. Have a great
27: weekend and just win, baby. Go.
1: Got to agree with you, my brother, on all points. And it's good to know we got some Rada Nation there in Miami. I'm sure there's a lot of us. I was there uh, for a game against the Fish, and we we took the place over, baby. What a great town. Thank you for the call, man. I think we are going to have a good season. I'm feeling it too, brother. And next, from East Whittier R.J., the Raider Junkie is up in the house. I love it, man. What's up?
21: Hey, Raider Greg and Raider Randy. This is RJ from East Whittier, a.k.a. The Raider Junkie. Hey, just wanted to give a quick shout out to all the mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day to all Raider Nation mothers. Hey, let's get on to uh, what's going on with the draft. I'm just calling in about it. Uh, So excited. Like everybody, couldn't wait. Hurry up with all this bullshit talk before. Let's just hurry up and get to the goddamn draft, pass the card, get Roger the ass up there, and say it. So, hey, here we go, man. I just couldn't wait. I was hoping to get Sammy Watkins. I was really, really hoping we get this guy as a playmaker. I mean, with with shot thrown to him. Oh, my God, we can just get him going. Oh, I think he can make some plays. He looked really good, really fast. I liked it. i just sad that they got traded tra- tra- away from us. But, hey, I take this Mac. Mac, the sack master, or Mac attack. This guy at 6'4", 250-ish with that 4'6", feet, buddy man, if he could just pull what, uh, what Moore did this past year with him and Moore at the future, if he fills out and doesn't pull a – Rolando McClain, the big bomb. But if he steps up like more this year, past year, I think we got a future there at linebackers, buddy. So I, uh, right? I think Raider Nation's gonna be really happy with with that guy. I think uh, I think he could be outstanding. But let's just see what happens. As far as the draft though, I don't want to get too much into it. But I, I give Reggie at least uh, a minus to a B plus. I think would have been an A plus. We could have landed Sammy, but hey. It is what it is. I like the other picks. I like the McGillis pick, that cornerback from Utah. The 6'4 big guy can really press. Man, his height can really probably shut down some people. I don't know about his speed, but, uh, hey, I ain't worried about with that kind of height, you can cover some, some one of these smaller receivers and really lay the wood to them. So, you know, guys, let's just see what happens. I'm really excited for this draft. Let's see if all the other picks fall in. I think we're going to have a hell of a season. I hope we at least finish and 8 maybe even contend for a while for, the, for our pl- final playoff spot. And we make it as a wild card team, this is success. So, Reggie, hats off to you. Money Man, I heard you uh, kind of like apologizing, you know, we c- rolled back on it, you know. Hey, he didn't do, he didn't jump to uh, any kind of uh, rash, kind of uh, taking our picks away. Reggie just waited and waited and did what he had
22: to do. He
21: didn't listen to everything. We weren't happy at first. But now, you know what? All things have passed, so apologizing to Reggie right now, Reggie. I take it back. You did a great job. I can see now that I can see your vision of where we're going. I hope it stays steady and it's a steady climb up that ladder. And one day, Raider Nation, we will be back to that finest hour, till we could hold that Lombardi trophy in glory. Huh? Raider Nation, I'm out. Can't wait to see you guys there at the first game at home. Go Raiders.
1: Yeah, man, I got to say it too, Reggie. I got to take my hat off to him. He did a wonderful job. I think it's good that he didn't get a trade down from our picks. I think who we picked were pretty damn good. I had no questions with any of the players. Even the guy... That had bad moral fiber. I mean, he was he's a mean, mean defensive end. I'll take mean all day long. So uh yeah, Reggie, you're gonna get the kudos when you do it right, bro. Gonna get the kudos from the whole nation. But you know how it is. You gotta you gotta if you put it up, you gotta shut it up. You know what I'm saying? So if uh if he had drafted a bunch of boneheads this year, he'd have heard it, trust me. But he didn't. So kudos to Reggie. Faux show. Sure. Thanks for the call, bro. And next, we have my very good brother, Raider Steve from Pittsburgh. What is going on, man?
19: What's going on, Raider Greg? Raider Nation. This is Raider Steve calling from Pittsburgh. And I just want to comment on the great draft that Reggie McKenzie had. The first three rounds worth of picks are just awesome picks. He knocked it out of the park, first three rounds. First round, he gets Khalil Mack, who's a playmaker, past rusher extraordinaire. And second round, he gets our quarterback of the future, Derek Carr. Third round, he gives us a nice, good offensive lineman, Gabe Jackson. I like, we, we, are, we are in business for next season. And I like what he did with the rest of the draft as well. Got a little DBs, a couple of DBs, a couple d alignments linemen for. For depth, I'm so pumped for next season. This this roster is head and shoulders better than what we had last year. And I honestly think we, we have a chance to compete for 2nd division. One only team I can look at the roster, the only team I can say that's head and shoulders above us is the Broncos on paper. But our defense is... It's going to be lights out this year. I really believe that. Our running game should be we should be top five in defense and top five in rushing. And that combination right there, you can compete with that combination. You have a nice running game and a great defense. You can play with any team. Um, just look at across the bay, 49ers, that's what they have. Great defense and a strong running game. They're one of the top teams in the league. Same thing with Seattle. I honestly believe that Reggie looks—he's not the copycat league. He's looking and seeing what the 49ers and the Seahawks have done, and he's following the blueprint. And it's a—it's a beautiful blueprint to follow. You know what I mean? We—we we, focus on this draft. Uh, out of the eight picks we had, what five, six of them are defensive players. And this is what I wanted to see them do is to tackle one side of the ball um, during the draft, and, it, and that's what they've done. They've just tackled on defense. Offensively, I, I know there's a couple people in Raider Nation that want, wanted us to draft a receiver, and I honestly think, if you look at our quarterback play, you know, we you haven't had real great quarterback play, you know, it did have Carson Palmer for a year and a half, you know what I mean? But and then it was in a terrible system with great Knapp the the full season. So like I, I, our receivers, we have we, we have a decent receiving core. Like right? true we don't have a number a true number one receiver, but we have a lot of depth at receiver. If you look at our receivers, like we have Holmes, Streeter, Moore, Bryce Butler you know, uh, James Jones, we, we, we got some receivers, you know what I mean? Our tight ends are going to be pretty solid. I'm glad they didn't wait to traffic on tight end. You know what I mean? We, we, we got Riviera. He came on, he came, he had a nice rookie season and, and, and not, let's not, let's not forget that Osbury, who, who was out for the season with a shoulder injury last year, became out in training camp. So, you put them two together, I think we will be fine as far as receiving and, and receiving tight end, especially Especially when we have a, a, a running game, which I think we're going to have. I honestly see us doing pretty good. Nine, ten wins is not the question for this team now. It really isn't. And this is a year we'll, we'll see if Dennis Allen is the right coach to take us where we want to go. Because there's no excuses with the roster we have now, if, if, if I'm Mark Davis, anything under eight wins is unacceptable. With this roster, we have to leave, get to 500. We have to. Um, that's all I have to say. And I want to tell Raider Nation, things are looking on the up and up. Everyone in Raider Nation should be happy. This team is, is, is looking good and poised to have a breakout year. And I'm out.
1: That's very cool. Great com- comments, uh, all of them. I agree with the wide receiver thing. I, I did like to get Watkins because I thought that was the only choice for us. I didn't think Mack would fall. Um, I thought maybe Robinson would be there, but he wasn't there. So I'm. we got Mack. I wanted more on defense, too. We really needed it. Last year, our defense folded up at the end of the season. We all know that. And I think our offense is going to be just fine with the additions of the offensive line help. Uh, I think that's going to be a huge improvement. And I think Schaub's a better passer than uh, a Palmer, honestly. He can move, which is something a Palmer can't do. So I'm looking forward to this year for any other reason that I know will be competitive. I don't know about the wins, but I know we're going to scare some people, and we're going to beat some people they didn't think we could beat. That's for sure. Thanks for the call, bro. And our next caller is the Desert Raider, a.k.a. Raider Sid. What's up, man?
21: What up, Raider Nation? This is Raider Sid, a.k.a. the Desert Raider. And let me start off by saying thanks for the fucking podcast, man. It, takes ass. it just keeps me grounded Dude, I listen to the thing six, seven times until I go to the next one. Got some pretty intelligent people on the bone line. Got to tell you, man, good takes. All right, the draft. You know what? I like what Reggie did, man. He uh, he came through with some decent players. I'm thinking these guys, you know, they need to be coached up, but uh, some beef. You know, so our defensive line, offensive line, cornerback, safety quarterback, all that bullshit that we addressed, uh, it looks good. It looks really good. You guys need to come into camp in shape. Uh, rookies, veterans, everybody, because it's all on the line this year, man. We, there's, there's no more excuses. The fucking boss already told you guys, man. Heads are going to roll. There's no more fucking excuses. But Dennis Allen, you and your staff are going to have to coach the shit out of these guys, you know? Now, I'm not expecting to go to Super Bowl or anything, not even the playoffs, But we have to have at least 8-8 eight eight or you're the fuck out, okay? Now, if we have another 4-12 season, you're all fucking gone, all right? But, uh, yeah, the draft is pretty interesting. I like their picks. Uh, uh, NFL Channel, though, god damn, they come up with the stupidest crap. Oh, let's grade the draft. You know what? You don't fucking know how these guys are going to turn out. You know, unless a team totally disregards their needs and just ignores them, then they fucked up. But otherwise, you don't know. You you get a guy in the fourth, fifth round that's going to totally kick ass, and you get guys in the first and second round for a total bust. So, you know, NFL Channel. Some of the crap they put on there is just ugh, fucking unwatchable. You know, but I keep turning toward it because maybe I'll see something about the Raiders, I and mean, you never fucking see anything about the Raiders, fuckers. All right. But, uh, hey, I'm glad to see that you're going to go to England. That's going to kick ass. Yeah, I tried. But I, I'm i not going to be able to make that trip. You know, my wife's from England, and she wants to go, but for an entire month. I can't go for a fucking month. Jesus. Maybe I can just go for the weekend, and she can stay for the month. Yeah, that's not going to happen. All right. Hey, uh, thank you again for this podcast. Uh, you know, anybody out there listening, you know, Set out a donation because it ain't cheap to to keep it going and to go to England and do all this crap. Someone's got to pay for it. So, you know, I put my five bucks in a month, crank it out until my PayPal is empty, you know. So uh, it'll be gone for a few more months. All right. This is Ray said, and I am the fuck out of here. Later.
1: I, too, believe that if we don't have at least a 7-8 win season, which is going to be very hard, man. This is a hard season here. If we win seven, eight games, that's going to be a success for me. I mean, six will be good. Eight will be insane. So um, we can do it, however. It's been done, and we definitely could definitely do it with the talent that we have right now. Dennis Allen has to make the magic happen. And thank you for promoting the show. Hell yeah. Donate, man. This guy's donated five bucks a month. Five bucks a month helps me out, helps out the show, and it helps us to keep going, man. It's like I don't ask for a lot. Sometimes I do when I have something big happening. Um, just five bucks a month or you know, one donation of whatever uh, would help out a lot. Go to our website, on the On the front page, there's a, a site for donations there. Hit me up, man. Um, uh, that's I don't ask for donations really, but it is nice to get and it does help um, because it ain't cheap. <laughs> Thank you very much, brother. I appreciate it. And our next caller, Raider Rondez out of Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, you know what happens in Vegas? Well, he don't have to stay in Vegas because he's letting it out right now. What's that, man? <laughs>
28: What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation? This is Raider Ron Dez, that's Rondez. Dez, R O N D E Z, calling out of Vegas. Uh, just want to let you know, I've been drinking all night, and I can't stop thinking about the draft. How excited I am for our future because in my lifetime at least, I've never seen a draft this per- this this great. Khalil Mack he fell to us, and I can't be more ecstatic. I cannot. This guy is going to change our defense. I don't know what we're going to do with all the other draft picks that we have. I think we might play some multiple D, some 3-4, and 4-3. I don't know. I really don't, but I'm excited. We got some beef. We got some big boys playing D-line. They know what that means. That means we're going to be rushing the quarterback. That means fucking Peyton Manning, fucking Phillip Rivers. Fucking Alex Smith, we're coming for their heads. That's right. That is right. Recognition, I'm about you, but I am excited. I am very excited. Our defense is gonna be nice. Those cornerbacks, Keith McGill, T.J. Carey. I hope they pan out. I really hope they do. Cause we are gonna be a mean defense we're gonna be the Raiders are old we're gonna be fucking shit up anyway I can't be more excited about this upcoming season I'll make it to one of the games at least so whoo go Raiders that's all I got to say man I'm excited go Raiders peace I'm out
1: and see this is
28: how it is the
1: fan base knows what's going on. They know what's up. They know last year's draft was a reach, and this year's this year's draft is a peach. It's nice. It's nice. I'm happy. I see our defense doing great things. Not looking for miracles. Just looking for some improvement, for crying out loud. Thanks for the call, man. I know you've been waiting. Well, it's worth the wait because here he is the man not the myth money man has spoken read what's up man
10: you
29: this money man has spoken readid Oh, mm. damn. Go ahead on then, Reggie McKenzie. Hopefully that was him this time. Because I am very impressed with what went down last week. We actually drafted some people that I believe are worth the damn. None of this uh, DJ Hayden bullshit. We went out there, you know, well, he actually failed to us, thank God. And Reggie pulled the string on him and got him. Khalil Mack, I like the pick. I like it a lot. Can't knock that at all. So it looks like with C.O. Moore and the rest of the crew, we're going to have to do 3-4, man. We can't do 4-3 no more. Our strength is in our linebackers, in my opinion. So 3-4 defense, is where is at this time around? Second round, we got Derek Carr. Now, if we're not going to play the guy, I really didn't see a point in drafting him. I know he's got talent out the ass. Yes, he does. But I'm like with the shit shit pot that um, this damn Matt Sharp put up last year for the Texans. I don't see why this son of a bitch was anointed a job. If Reggie McKenzie and Denzel Allen were smart, which they're not, they would go ahead and put this boy out there to compete against, you No know, Sharp. And if he beat him out, there, damn it, Derek Carr should be our starter. You know, come September versus Jets, in my opinion. Damn this bullshit about sitting for a year. Yeah, Reggie McKinnon did that and get fired then, and what? That pick was for nothing. In the third round, hey, we got Gabe, big Gabe, offensive guard. We needed a guard because that damn bitch had Lucas Nix. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know that was a piece of shit whiffing all the goddamn time. Couldn't block, pass block, run block, no block. So it was time to upgrade there. I liked that pick, loved it. Matter of fact, that's the guy I was looking at. So we good there, and we got a corner in the fourth round. Hey, we need a cornerback because I don't trust Hayden, and you know, we got some other corners that's getting up there in the age, so and they say this guy can do a little something. Remind me of Richard Sherman, and hey, if they remind me of Richard Sherman, I'm all for it. Can't complain. And We got a big, greasy, no defensive tackle. They call him what? I don't forgot what his name is, but they got him down in Louisiana. And I like a thing named Jelly. and Oh, we can shake that jelly on you know, a few quarterbacks, and you know, we'll be good with that. Like that pick, too. That's why I say, hey, we need to go 3-4. Big nose tackle. 3-4, man, 3-4. And, hey, we got three more picks you know, in the later rounds. Got what? Cornerback, a defensive lineman, and... You know, I think we got another corner of our safety or something like that. And, you know, they some de- developmental projects. I was really hoping we'd get, you no know, Michael Sam. But, you know, I kind of figured Dennis Allen don't want that distraction. He don't want no gay person on this squad. I really didn't give a damn hell. If he can tackle a motherfucking quarterback and shit like that, then that's all that matters to me. But they just weren't going to do that because I know... With the guy they drafted instead of him, this um, thumb bitch hadn't even played football last year. This cat they got from Illinois State, so he better show some because if he don't, then I'm gonna be thinking about that. We could have got Sam instead of his ass. So, all in all, you know, I, I enjoyed watching the draft for a change. Didn't fall off the chase this time, you know, and kept my sanity. So. We'll see what they turn out to be. Hopefully the guys last year they'll come around and you know, we'll actually have a team that can, you know, be competitive. Yeah, five hundred, you no, know, eight, nine wins, you know, that that that'll save Dennis Allen's job. Do I believe we'll do it? No, I don't, but hey, we'll see what happens. And saying that, Ray to Greg, I'm out.
1: I freaking love it. I love your takes. <laughs> Man, you better keep calling this damn show. I'm about to find you. Come hunt you down. Yes, I think he did a good job. And that guy, the lineman, you you thought uh, you couldn't remember his name, the defensive tackle from Illinois, he's a mean mother, man. He's a mean bad man. And he's big and he's mean. And that's why I got kicked out of school all the time. If we could just corral that energy... And focus it, uh, he's gonna be a great football player, many times better than Michael Sams. That's a fact. I love the call, love the passion. We gotta give these guys a chance. I think we do have a shot at 8 and 8, and I can hear it in your voice too. Brother, thanks for the call as always. And our next caller is Rayda John in Seattle. Yes, he's surrounded by Seacock fans. Yep, enemy territory. What is up there, John?
19: Hello, this is John Collins from Seattle, previously from Monroe, California. I'm a third-time caller. First of all, I want to say this is my first time donating, and if you like the podcast like I do, I hope people can contribute something. I mean, I only put in $10, but I did the same thing with the Obama campaign and that helped him make it to presidency. And I'm voting for you for president next year or in the next few years. Straight to the point. Um, I love what Reggie McKenzie is doing. I don't know if our coaching staff has the ability to coach up players. If you take a look at how Seattle um, did their team and built it up, they went ahead and they went through the most people ever and when I keep looking at all the transactions, not only do we have a great draft, but did anyone notice the fourteen players that we signed after the draft? Um i.e. what is it, Slav, Frankie or whatever, the mid middle linebacker from Stanford. The one thing that they did is since they are, don't have the ability to coach up players or teach them, they brought in championship players at every position. They brought in Basically, the whole entire San Francisco corner staff. You already have Charles Woodson, which is going to go down as, first of all, he's the only person at corner that's ever been in the Hall of Fame, and he's probably going to go down as one of the greatest football players ever. You also have, um, you brought in a Woodley, even if he's not able to play. You got two linebackers here. He's going to teach them how to be a championship caliber. So there's a championship there. You got, well, the NFC division champs. Uh, what three years in a row? And then you have on the defensive line, you bring in Jason Tuck, who knows how to win a championship and work hard. Okay, on the offensive line, um, we did the same thing. We brought in a previous Raider, and um, man, who is this Austin whatever guy he is the six seven person? That guy is massive. When I was looking at the OTAs, God, that's just a huge man. I hope he can play. Um, you know, you bring in these offensive linemen with some skill. And then you put that with Malik Watson, who I hope can get it together, and um, yeah, on on the front line. And you put that with our draft picks. Um, you you already have Wisniewski. You have the guy that we just picked up from uh, from uh, Southern Miss. And damn, you know, and, and you get the young guys in there. You get some size. And now all of a sudden, you know, not only do you have all these older people that we spent money with, but you also have some youth and you have people that do know how to coach them up and the guys I've already heard the coaching staff say that they want to learn how they you know the other people did it in the other places um, and I love the Matt scientists I love him. I'm going to have to see what happens with Matt Swab I think that he's a decent quarterback but um, just like I said with Flynn Flynn is a great teacher that's three minutes that's up but that's pretty much all I have to say you know go Raiders I hate negative people I like you have to give these people a chance to do their plan. And I love it. Every play was a smart smart football play. I'm like, go, Raiders. Man, I'll see you guys at the game. Don't see the tickets, but I guarantee I'm going to four games this year. All like, right, out, Raiders.
1: I like the positive vibe, man. Raider Nation's coming in big. And uh, yeah, you better make this some games, brother. Uh, they're going to be here in Oakland for a while. I sure hope that anybody who hears this show. Puts their ass in a seat in Oakland. Before they fuck it all up and do something stupid, get here. Witness the nation in its glory, man. You have to see it. And I just don't know what to say. Video, uh, telling your buddies, and nothing comes close to the moment you come through the parking lot and see the fog of smoke, the barbecues, The fans, the craziness, it is a blast. Something you will definitely remember all your life. Take advantage of the fact that they're here and get it done. Hope to see you next season, brother. And last but never least, my good brother from Richmond, Virginia. Rada Steve is in the house. What's going on, man? (laughs)
27: Ladies and gentlemen of the nation, Raider Steve, Richmond, Virginia, how you doing? You know, it wasn't that long ago a lot of people were saying, oh, Reggie this, Reggie that, Reggie's on the hot seat, Reggie's got to go. <laughs> Ain't nobody saying that no more, huh? Free agency, little draft. Look, we all know 4-12 It's a long way back, but it wasn't that long ago we were 8-8. Tough division, any franchise loses a – owner, and a general manager, it's going to set you back. Mr. Davis had some idiosyncrasies, some eccentricities, and it set us back a little more than most people, most teams. Nonetheless, on the way back, it's clear. Uh, you know, are we going to win that division? Yeah, odds are probably not. We got a shot. We got a puncher's chance. We just got a punch. So, I imagine a lot of you other callers call going to be excited about this player, that player, the draft. The fact is when Reggie comes in after losing RGM GM and owner, Mr. Davis, Reggie comes in, he came, everybody says it, with a plan. What was that plan? You know, he had targets. He had faves. He had milestones, like every plan does. And those milestones were probably wild card slash fight for the division in 2014, because he knew, he knew by just, just being an NFL professional, much less interviewing with Mark for the position. He knew there were obstacles, stumbling blocks, things that needed to be done, things that were going to take time. So it's clear he's working his plan. He's sticking to his plan. Shit comes up. You lose Veldeer. Maybe he wanted to lose Veldeer. Maybe he's lying to you knows? who cares? Still, no, put the toothpaste back in the tube. Won't happen. We know. He's got his plan. He's working his plan. Things come up. He adjusts. He modifies. He rolls on to the next round. So we're in good shape, perfectly happy with what's going on. Draft, free agency. Big thing no one's talking about, coaching staff continuity. A lot of turnover with the players, but at least we've got the same infrastructure and a strengthening infrastructure as far as facilities, coaching staff, front office personnel, so forth. In great shape, couldn't be happier about the position of the Raiders. Some things, prior leaving, Deer, leaving, Jennings leaving, sure. Yeah, I'm not happy about any of that. But overall direction, got to give the whole squad an A, A-. minus. Raiders Steve, Richmond, Virginia. Thanks.
1: Well, yeah, a lot of people are up on McKinsey. Yes, his meter of positive has hit new highs in the Raider Nation. However, let's not forget there was a little buffoonery and hitchhacks along the way, as we all know. But so far, I have to say that things are looking pretty good, and we'll have to see what happens this season to save uh, Dennis Allen's job. I'm liking that the coaching staff is getting a little more solidified We shall see. We're building a destiny to the Super Bowl. That's what I say. And in that, uh, I see we've hit some hiccups. But, man, I mean, you got to give the man kudos. If you're going to crucify him, you got to give him kudos when he does well. He did really, really good in this draft and the offseason acquisitions. Now, let's see him put it together and get it out on the field. Thanks for the call, brother. Well, Red End Nation, this weekend is rookie training camp. It's pretty cool. They all get together. They see the facility. They get an idea of what they're going to be in the 2014 season. I think that's a good thing that, uh, that Reggie picked on the list, down the road. Didn't, didn't uh, trade down. He picked the players he had at those spots, and they're good football players. There's no doubt. Let's get the coaching staff in there. Let's coach these kids up and let's get out there because I'm afraid, I'm truly afraid that the AFC West has had to look at the Raiders on the schedule and go, question mark, instead of a W this whole year. And that's what I'm hoping for is really to come in here and make it some big, big wins, wins that we weren't expected to do. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you, everyone, for the calls. I appreciate it. Randy and I are up for this season. I am Raider Greg, and I am out.